All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then. Adios. Conversations from the Dark Side. Look at us here. Welcome to another exciting evening of conversations from the dark side. It is I, uh, Flack, Rob Flack O'Hare, and here, uh, here next to me is the man, the man behind all this madness, the one and only Mr. Amigo Aaron. I think uh, for shows like these, uh, one of the... Uh, paths to success is having a small and finite topic uh that doesn't get too big and so what we picked for this show was horror movies which we <laughs> narrowed it down to about seven million films <laughs> that have been released over the past some of the first films ever released were horror movies uh, also uh, hanging out here on the the drum riser back over here we have uh, the one and only mr john boat of car shower how are you doing john Good evening, gentlemen. I will be here, uh, off in the distance, off camera, but willing to participate in your wonderful chat. Boat is hanging out with us. Not uh, known for his love of horror movies, but we're going to drag him along on this exciting adventure. We're going to uh, uh, get his opinion later on on some of these movies and see some of the things he's seen. So, uh, Aaron, let's jump into it. Uh, I, I want to ask you... Um, in general, uh, well, you know, before we even start talking about some of the topics that we wrote down, um, what is your relationship in general with horror movies? Are you a fan of horror movies? Do you like the old stuff, the new stuff? How do you feel about horror movies? It's a checkered past, if, I, if I'm honest, because, uh, I find myself, uh, okay, you know, it's funny. So I'll, uh, there are plenty of horror movies that are some of my favorite movies or horror-esque movies. And uh, I go, I go look back on them and find this. I'm glad I watched them. But on the whole, I usually avoid modern horror movies. <laughs> there was a point where they got too um, realistic and creepy. And I mean, when I say creepy, I mean like body horror stuff. I mean, body horror, for example, has always been part of uh, horror. You know, everything from Frankenstein, uh, you know, to Dr. Jekyll. Uh, there have been plenty of movies, but I mean, you know, when you're realistically disemboweling people and you're realistically chopping off limbs and heads and splitting brains and torturing people, so I'm, I don't like it. I don't like the torture porn stuff, which it seems to be the way a lot of stuff went. I mean, even back in the 70s, they did it. You know, I didn't watch it then. And so I'm just, that stuff I avoid. But so I try to go back. And most of the horror that I watch is going to be stuff that happened before now. So I would say, you know, uh, probably 20 years and, and back is really the, my wheelhouse. All the way back to the 50s and 40s, uh, you know, where horror was a lot different than it is today. You know, when I was uh, a kid, when I was younger, probably in the 90s, I got this hardback book uh, that is basically, it says it's the um the history the complete history of horror cinema it's this big it's like a coffee table book it's full of big pictures and stuff and the the book was published in the early 70s and it, it goes through 
all the phases of horror up until that point. You know, you've got the old classic, the Universal monsters. You've got um, all the 50s, uh, you know, the kind of hokey stuff. You've got the Hammer films, you know, it goes through all those phases. And the last chapter, it's like an added on chapter at the very end. And it goes into The Exorcist. And it, it starts off and it says... Uh, you know, a few months ago, possibly the most graphic and scariest horror movie of all time was released. And it talks about The Exorcist. And then towards the end of it, it says, I don't think that, you know, the, the authors do not think that there will ever be a more graphic or more violent or scarier movie to ever grace the screen. And I thought, boy, did they not see what was coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, The Exorcist is uh, obviously a landmark horror film, but things got a lot worse after The Exorcist. That was not the peak. You know, The Exorcist. Let me I ask will you guys say, a question. I'll go ahead, Bode. You guys, you guys have both seen The Exorcist, right? Yeah. Many times. Okay, so do you think that that was really a break? I mean, do you think it was sort of a a new? Uh, level of the combination of you know profanity coming out of this girl's mouth plus the uh, the special effects. Uh, do you think that that was sort of a new bar, a new high or low bar, depending on how you 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 think about it for horror movies? Uh, it was certainly it was certainly was at the time. You know, it was. Um, you you got to think now. Um, it's uh, depending on your your perspective, perhaps unfortunate, but I know that my my kids were hearing you know people say the f bomb on music they were listening to when they were ten years old. It was just unavoidable. Right. It's it's barely you know there was a time where that was the the ultimate taboo, um, and and definitely at that time to hear you know a young actress. Uh, say some of the things she says in that that movie was over the top, you know. Uh, so it definitely pushed envelopes in that that aspect. But also there there's some deep story to The Exorcist, you know. I mean, you have uh, Father Cares who's like really questioning his devotion to the church, you know, and he's really being put through the ringer. Um, you know, as he's going through this this um, process with Reagan. And so, I mean, there's a lot to it. So it wasn't just, um, uh, I mean, it was definitely graphically, uh, you know, on uh, and the special effects, again, were things that put it over the top. But story-wise, it was so much more than a lot of, uh, a lot of the earlier horror movies that just, that weren't, you know, quite as deep story-wise. Because, yeah. I, I, I mean, there are people... That I remember, and I'm sorry, and I'll let you answer in just a second. But there, there are people that you know. I, I've read accounts of people that you know that The Exorcist affected them for weeks after they watched it, and I just can't imagine a horror movie that came out before The Exorcist that had that kind of psychological impact. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I, I, uh, I would say it was a landmark. I mean, there is a sort of a before and after in horror with The Exorcist. I mean, it really is, and it is a disturbing film. I've, I've seen it maybe twice, and I didn't like it either time. It's just, it's not my cu cup of tea. Especially what it really does is if it can get to you if you're a, a fan of, if you're oh, not a fan, but if you're particularly religious, then it's particularly mm. frightening. If you're just some schlup, you don't care, you're like, eh, look at that. <laughs> but if you're religious, like, oh my God, it's the thing I hate the most personified in a little girl. You know, no good. You know, and then there's also the fact that it's, 
based on a, uh, a true story ish and that, that's a whole other road I saw a demonologist talk quite a bit about this case uh, and while there was a case this was based on I mean this has little this has little um, little to do with it that you know a lot of the stuff that happens in the film you know did not happen in the case there are plenty of actual exorcism cases that are documented you can, again you can take it with a grain of salt but uh, uh, so if you look at it that way it's much more chilling you know, to me, the fact that this could be something that sort of happened, you know, but uh, the the effects, the, they also, it's one of those movies where they went there, you know what I mean? And no one else mm -hmm. was going there, but they went there. And when you go yeah. there, you're the first one to go there, you know, then everyone else is going there, but you were there first, you know, so there's also that. Right. You know, yeah, let, let me ask you guys, a, let me ask you guys a, just sort of a, a, a broad question. What do you in your in your opinion makes a film the most scary you know when you're watching a horror film what is the what's the aspect that actually makes it the most scary to you you know what we actually have that as uh one of the things that we were going to talk about tonight um I, you know I, I kind of made you know just some different things i will say that there are things that bother me in films more than uh, other things. I will tell you for me personally uh, typically supernatural stuff to me is less scary because it's not something I worry about happening to me in real life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's there's plenty of uh, uh, like, like the original Alien Alien uh, you know the, the the franchise is is a science fiction uh, franchise, but the first movie, Alien, is is definitely a horror movie, and um, so it's a scary movie to watch because you've got Ripley and you've got this alien and and um, and then you've added this twist, which is anytime you try to hurt the alien, the alien's blood is acid and it's going to hurt you back. So now you've got something chasing you that you also can't attack right so so it, it's it's this weird kind of thing and, and it's scary when the alien jumps out it's scary and when uh, it's around the corner or you know you know she's being hunted like those things are scary but it's not a long-term scary thing for me because when i go to bed at night i'm not worried about there's you know the alien's not going to be in my closet right mm -hmm. but uh I remember watching uh, The Strangers. I think that's the name of it, which is, um, oh, I don't know what it was, 10 years old, something like that. And um, uh, The Strangers is essentially, uh, and, and it's kind of, uh, I would put it in that, um, you know, uh, essentially in that torture porn kind of, kind of genre. But, uh, but the gist of The Strangers is these people are in a cabin and these these bad people show up and they do bad things to them they torture them and they they kill them and they do things and towards the end of the movie you know they say why why are you doing this and that's what you're trying to figure out as a viewer like why are they doing this what's the connection is it somebody from their past is it somebody that knows them or something and then basically what the bad guys say is we're just bad people we just like doing this. We like hurting people, you know? And to me, that's terrifying. The The thought of, of violence without, uh, violence for the sake of violence, I suppose. And you could probably put Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that category. Um, you know, it's just a family that, that sets traps for people. And when they get there, it's bad news, you know? So it's not 
um, you know, you you haven't done anything. All you did was was go to the wrong place. Uh, so, so really, that, what you hear is what really what you hear is like sadistic people. That's that, yeah. that's the ultimate fear is that there's yeah. there's people out there that just get a thrill or they get pleasure out of the pain, torture, and death of others. Sure. And the the motive is there's no motive. I mean, the motive is <laughs> the act itself. So yeah, that's right. That's definitely one thing that uh, that disturbs me in a horror film. Yeah, I would. I would. Think, I would agree with. I agree with you one hundred percent. There was no way I'd ever watch that movie. I remember the previews for it, and I was just like, "Nah, I mean, it's not my bag." It's just like even something like The Purge. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not interested, uh, uh, man, and uh, or Saw or any of the movies. I just uh, or you know, Hostel. I, I just don't care, you know. And I'm one of these people. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having a good scare, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, and there are movies that I will watch that will scare me, even stuff that's like uh, supernatural. Every once in a while, like for example, I don't know if you ever saw a movie called Jeepers Creepers, uh, but sure. uh, there's a scene in the movie where these guys are driving down this back road and they see this guy dumping a body in this tube in this cemetery, and I, and then the guy sees them drive by and it almost becomes almost like the duel we talked about last week, where this guy's in this big nasty truck and he's coming to get him, you know. Uh, and now early in the film before you realize what this dude is you know that's a pretty it's pretty creepy to me that because i go all these i go out a lot of these dirt roads and stuff and so i could absolutely i go past places like that all the time you know so i could absolutely see driving down a road and then all of a sudden you see someone screwing around in a graveyard he sees you seeing him and he comes after you i can totally so i can get behind that I don't mind that. Is the dude in Jeepers Creepers an alien? No, he's a no. God no, he's a weird. He's a demon guy. <laughs> you know? But yeah. the, the point of it is, it could happen. But I mean, I don't mind being scared. I don't even mind a little bit of gross stuff either. I could tolerate a little bit. But I mean, you know, I got a limit, and it's like, you know, I look at it same way like the new Mortal Kombat and stuff. I, it's cool in the old days when you could see a guy get his head cut off or he got cut in half. Okay, yeah, that's pretty kind of neat. But I don't want to necessarily see an X-ray of his entrails being jostled, and you know, I mean, and, 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 uh, for a multitude of reasons, it just it seems dumb to me. It also is not something that I enjoy. I don't necessarily want to see that, you know. Uh, uh, so any sort of body horror type stuff, any sort of torture stuff, you're right. That's what gets me too. The fact that you could that could be you. You could be the guy getting tortured. You know, people get tortured all the time. It happens. It's not that funny. It's not something I want to see it realistically depicted. I met Tom Savini one time. He's a genius and a legend, and he's a special effects genius. And I'm sure people like him and his ilk could come up with all sorts of incredible effects to make this stuff realistic. But I don't need that. I don't need computer well, generating, uh, you know, this stuff. I don't need it. I got enough to think about. I want a diversion, you know. That's part of the thing is, is um, you know, old, like, if you think of something, I'm just off the top of my head, like Silence of the Lambs, where the the fear is that the guy is going to get you. Like, if Hannibal Lecter catches you, he's going to eat you. Like, that's the fear, right? Or, or you know, when... when um, uh, the girl is is in the basement, you know, and Buffalo Bill is, is you know, like, you know, bad things are going to happen to that girl, right? But that was where the tension came from. That was the horror, you know. And now it's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, eat this person, and then they eat the person, you know, and they show show you eating a person, and then right. so it's not scary. It's it's gross, and that's a different. It's it's 
it's it's not scary to me. It's just, you, oh. you think you're, they're playing on a different emotion, is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Silence of the Lambs. I know that. I mean, that's old to some people. It's not really that old, but um, I I wanted to since we're talking about horror movies and trying to just kind of. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit about our, our past or horror movies, but what I wanted to ask you was, oh, do you remember the first horror movie that you saw? Like the first first good horror movie? That's a good question. Do you remember? I remember yours? mine. I'm about to think about that. Yep. What do you got? I was got? I was in four, I was in fourth grade, and I was at Hurricane Town Elementary, and we and we watched Watcher in the Woods. You got? Are Whoa. you guys aware of that movie? <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. Yes, it's a so, Disney. It's yeah. probably one of the scariest, right up there with um, something wicked. This way comes two of the scariest Disney movies ever made. I even as a kid, you know, I was in fourth grade, so I was like ten. I was like, mm -hmm. I cannot believe I am watching this film in school. I cannot believe they are letting us watch this film in school because it was so freaky and it had all of the elements of scary film. You know, you had, obviously, you, you it, it was a lot of, like, you had a, a kid that would write things backwards. It was the, you had, a, you, you had like, seances. You had girls, you know, that were being lifted up. You had disappearances. You had a, a drowning. A kid was trying, you know, was being drowned. Um, everything yeah. about that movie made me afraid. And then later on in life, when I was in college, I realized it was a Disney movie. And that, that blew my mind. <laughs> I couldn't believe that Disney would put out something that was so freaky. It, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely one of those movies where, um, when when my kids uh, say things like, um, you know, you can't you can't say that, you know, uh, you can't you can't show that on TV, you can't, you know, and I go, you know what, we're from the generation that watch movies like Watcher in the Woods at school. <laughs> You know, we're, we're somehow, I, I mean, uh, not not to sidetrack, but I, when we were really young, we watched The Elephant Man in school, which is a horrible movie. Like when we were, it's, third it's, a horrible, grade. it's a horror movie in its own way. It is. It's it's uh, kind of gets back to the the body horror, you know. So, yeah, Watcher in the Woods. I don't know if you, have you ever seen it, Aaron? I'd say this, familiar is, with this it? is what I, I, you know, the retroist did a, a workup on this a couple months ago. And I was like, mm -hmm, wow, that's I, right. I've heard about this, but it's one I, it is one I've not seen. I have to say it's one I've yeah. seen, but it's the, on my uh, list. Yeah, the, the woman who lives in this old house that this family moves into is Betty Davis, which yeah. right off the bat, that's scary enough, you know? And then, um, <laughs> and then the girl, the young girl that shows up, her name, uh, or the girl who disappeared, her name was Karen. And this girl keeps writing Narek, like backwards on stuff, you know, which is, uh, I mean, if it was good enough for uh, The Shining to write it's Red Room on everything. Yeah, it's a Red Room callback, yeah. Yeah, you can do that, you know, and... Um, and yeah, then at the end, they're like, listen, the only way to get this girl back is to have another seance in this you know, like church when the lightning strikes and all this. And they go, and by the way, you know, you might get zapped to the other dimension, but at least we'll get old Karen back. <laughs> and, and you know, well, then that your sister being gone, that's your problem. <laughs> you need to have your own seance in 20 years and bring your sister back. So, um, yeah, it's that's... Um, Definitely, uh, that that's a good one to get started. And I, I do think, um, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of that kind of intermediate kind of horror these days, uh, or, or even you know years ago, like Goosebumps and things like that. That kind of 
uh, transition kids into horror, and like yeah. if they're like that sort of stuff or whatever. But watching there, the there's woods, the whole like you you guys are a little bit too old to probably have appreciated this, but during the the Snick, the Saturday Night Nickelodeon, there was a series called "Are You Afraid of the Dark," which was an mm-hmm. anthology series. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I agree with you that uh, I mean it was a little young for for you know our age group, but yeah, I am familiar with it. Yeah, I've, I've, and I've so like that. that that was the stuff that was and it's just like I always tell Aaron you know I'm a big fan of creepy but I don't as, as soon as things start to get into the realms of you know like like you said like when, when you when you have people it, it's sort of that sadistic um you know joy in the physical torture and pain of people uh that I just like I check out I'm like this is not entertainment to me anymore but I love being creeped well, out that's a good feeling yeah. It's funny. I told uh, I told uh, my wife I was watching some horror movie the other day, and I don't remember what it was, but uh, uh, but the killer was just one of these guys that was like really sadistic, you know. And, and I I told her I was like, when did killers in movies get so mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, because there was a time like, um, uh, and, and I want to talk about these, but you know the the classic '80s franchises like you know Michael Myers and and Jason and Freddy and all those guys. You know, um, I mean they're they're bad people, right? Like like Freddy and and uh, I'm going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street right now. But um, you know, Freddy's a bad guy, right? Like he was. Um, uh, depending on which version of the movie, and you know, there was. Uh, some some in the original they said he, they they wouldn't say that he was a child molester they were like eh he was a child kidnapper and kind of a child killer but uh, you know <laughs> they kind of danced around it a little bit like the, that's better than than other options you know but um in, in the uh uh in the remake they just came out and said it you know but um but even Freddy, I mean, he's telling jokes. He's doing funny stuff, you know, and and, and it's more comic bookish. Like, he's going to die in the next movie. You know, he's coming back. So, I don't know. just didn't seem that serious. But um, I, uh, in, in sixth grade, uh, I, I've talked about it on my podcast. Behind my house was this giant uh, creek. The creek was... You know, just a big, it was like a drainage ditch thing, but this is before they, they paved them. It was just a big, wild, giant ditch. It was, you know, 20 feet across and 10 feet deep. I mean, it was just this giant chasm. They ran up, it touched the back, my backyard. My backyard uh, backed up into it. And one of my friends from school moved into a house directly behind me on the other side of the creek. So uh, instead of going all the way around, I could get to his house by just going through the creek go down, jump over where the water is, go up the other side, climb up. And so I could get over to his house. And I was at his house one night, the Friday or Saturday night. And on HBO, they said, coming up next, a nightmare on Elm Street. And so their family was going to watch it. And they said, can you watch horror movies? And I go, I don't know. I said, I don't think I, don't think I ever watched one before. You know, and they go, well, you better call your parents. You know, so I had to call my mom. And I'm like, listen, I'm over at Jason's house. They're going to watch, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street on HBO. Is that okay? And she's like, if you want to watch it, you know. And so uh, we watched that. I mean, we watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street. And, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, So most of it, I think it's aged pretty well as a horror movie. There's a few of the effects that haven't aged perfectly. But but overall, you know, as a story and a one-off thing, it, it's a good it's a good story, you know. 
and uh, I don't remember what time it came on. It was when HBO, you know, they would only show R-rated movies at night. So I watched it, and now it's 10 or 11 o'clock, and now I got to go home. And I had to go home through the creek. And let me tell you, you ever seen a little chubby kid run fast? Man, I was sliding down that ditch. I was running through there. I was going to find just new Freddy was going to be down there waiting for me. <laughs> but that was, I mean, I, I remember, like, that was the first time. Uh, and then when I got home, like, I was terrified and then I was like, but that was kind of fun. You know, that kind of little adrenaline rush, that kind of spook that you got. I was like, that was kind of cool. And so, you know, I think that's um, that's kind of um, what got me hooked on horror movies. Um, was there a, a, a movie, maybe not the first one, but was there a movie like, what's, what's an early horror movie that you remember seeing that you were like, hey, I really like this. Like something that kind of got you into watching horror and Aaron, I know you watch a lot of the the older like anthology things and and uh, older movies. Was it something like that that you saw? I was pretty tardy to the party on horror movies because I was kind of a big old coward, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, and, and much like Bo was talking about watches at school, I remember when I was in sixth grade, uh, our band teacher thought it would be a good idea to, for us to watch Poltergeist in there. Oh, you know, I, 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 it was in the sixth or seventh grade, so we're we're in here watching we're watching Poltergeist now, and I can tell that this movie is one of the scariest movies ever, especially a PG thirteen movie, uh, which is madness to me, uh, as I recall. I'm pretty sure it was PG thirteen when it came out. I think it was one of the first ones. And this mm -hmm. movie scared the crap out of us. And I honestly don't know. My band director would show us this stuff on the premise that it had good instrumental music in it and maybe this does but that's not what i was thinking about when the cloud came the worst up. selling point of watching culture guys i've ever heard let's put it this way i remember the movies he used to watch to have us watch it was an eclectic blend we'd see annie we would see Poltergeist, and Flash Gordon was another one I saw. The, uh, that was another weird one we <laughs> put in there. Uh, so it, it, you know, Mr. Simmons, because Aaron and I both had the same band director in middle school. Yeah, he was he was the master of doing the, the like the Christmas concert. We would do sometime like mid November. It would it wouldn't even be December yet because the, there would be a solid three or four weeks where we would just watch movies. So it's funny wow. because I don't think I don't remember ever doing any concerts, not one in middle school. <laughs> So I'm not sure. I'm, Maybe honestly, in your day there were no concerts. I don't think I'm not sure we ever performed for anyone. I, I, if we did, you know, it, it may have been very rare. Uh, but uh, there's uh, the teachers that uh, be, want to become teachers because they want to change people's lives and they want to, you know, uh, help youth become better people and then there are the teachers that are like boy i can't wait to watch a bunch of movies this year <laughs> like uh, he's got his little card his blockbuster card he's like i gotta check seven more let's see we got uh, poltergeist we got annie <laughs> yeah you know we watched american ninja i know the first time i ever saw american ninja was in band the first time <laughs> i ever saw a uh, cloak and dagger uh, Princess oh, yeah. Bride. Pretty one. much my entire oh, 80s movie. We watched because Crawl. of the soundtracks, Crawl. right? Yep, yeah. watch that in band. Yep. Yeah, the, did, I watched uh, the soundtrack Bo for Curl's awesome. Uh, but, did uh, you... Uh, oh, I wanted to ask Boat, did you see Poltergeist uh, early on? Was that something that you I saw I still early? have never seen Poltergeist. That's probably one of the horror movies that I would voluntarily watch, though. Man, I don't know. Just because <laughs> it did have a it did have a PG rating when it was first released. Yeah. And yeah. it's, don't it's believe definitely that. more of the... It's definitely more on the creepy side than the sort of body horror. Well, side. that's not sure. true. There's a there's a scene in this where a guy rips his own face off. In grass, it's that's, a, it that's, is a dream. Though. 
I, I will tell you this. You one of the see it. <laughs> hallucination. Um, the uh, uh, poltergeist. When when I first saw it, uh, you know, there's the three the three children in the house, right? And uh, I remember. Like when you're a kid and you start putting stuff together and I'm watching this movie and the middle kid's name was Robbie. And I'm like, hey, my name is Robbie. And they're like, well, that kid's in third grade. I'm like, hey, I'm in third grade. And then there's a scene where he has a, a tree right outside his window and the tree, the branches are scraping on the window and stuff. I had a tree outside my window that did the same thing. And I was like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those, those like a Twilight Zone episode where I'm going to end up uh, in the movie, you know, Twilight Zone or not Twilight Zone, uh, Poltergeist. Um, I actually watched that with my kids one time when they were a little, uh, you know, they were uh, mid middle aged teens, you know, they were, they were, um, uh, tweens, teens, that kind of 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And uh, as you know, the premise of uh, Poltergeist is that the, the spirits that are talking to the young girl, the Carol Ann, uh, they, they basically come through the television after the TV channels go off, you know? Yeah. And so the TV goes off and they show the, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the Star Spangled Banner, they play the music. And then the channel goes off in a static, and both my kids look at me and they go, "What happened?" Yeah, and I go, "Well, <laughs> the, the channel went off," and they were like, well, "Why? The ghost do it?" And I was like, "No, that's how it worked," you know. And they go, "What do you mean that's how it worked?" I go, "Yeah, you know, when your dad grew up, TV just went off at midnight. There was there was no show on at twelve thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. TV went off for six hours, you know. And they they were like, "No, you're, you're pulling our leg, you know." And they, <laughs> they can't they have literally... nothing to worry about now for Poltergeist. They can't get through. No, there, there is no static I... anymore. It's the blue screen. You don't have to worry. It's always on. Yeah, they're not <laughs> going to get in through uh, uh, telemarketing or whatever. So. Uh, you know what? I had one other uh, early uh, horror memory. I, I remember I spent the night at this kid's house one time. This is a, I mean, it must have been the same summer. It was right around that same time. And uh, we spent the night, and um, uh, he had a cable box. And if you stuck the, a credit card in the little slot, you could unscramble the channels. You remember this challenge? So it was, uh, you know, paper, you know, paid channels like HBO, Showtime, it would scramble the TV. But somehow, if you stuck a piece of plastic or something in the box, I don't know, I don't know how it worked, but you could get pay-per-view. And then every now and then, or not pay-per-view, but paid channels. And then if sometimes you have to re-wiggle it or whatever. And uh, we did that, and it was Children of the Corn. Oh, yes. And... Uh, Children of the Corn is one of those movies that I think it depends on your age. Um, Boat, have you ever seen Children of the Corn? I know. It's uh, uh, it's it's based on a Stephen King book, and uh, the gist of it is that uh, these people, their car breaks down, they go to a town looking for help, and when they go to the town, they realize there's no adults there; it's only kids. And then we find out. Uh, what the kids have done to the adults and what they're eventually um, going to do to these people. Let, let me ask, did, did they kill the adults? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make yeah, sure. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do feel like a, like a lot of times when we talk about horror, there's a lot of twist endings and stuff, and I think like, hey, I don't want to spoil that. But also, Children of the Corn's 40 years old, so I feel like I could spoil yeah. it a little bit. Wait, I but, forgot she was in um, this, too. The uh, chick from Terminator. God. Oh, that's right. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, I totally she's in forgot. It. It's been forever since I saw this one. <laughs> 
Uh, but the gist of it is that the kids, uh, you think the kids are really evil and then they keep, they're listening to one, it's not Malachi, it's the other kid. Um, and he keeps saying, you know, he's like a, a preacher, but he's like a 12 year old preacher, right? So he's really kind of creepy little kid. And he keeps saying like, we got to do what he who walks among the rows says, you know, so it's like he's a, a, a evangelical and he's telling all the kids. And so it kind of leads up to the fact that this kid is making all this up. But at the end, we find out he is not making it up. There, there is something in the cornfield that is making the kids, uh, that is leading the kids to do this. So what um, is in the cornfield? Oh, like Mr. Bad Guy. Yeah. Like serious bad is guy. Is he an alien? No. No, he's a demonic. And he's another demon? Freaking demons, yes. I'm telling you. Man. Yes. And I remember, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Sean and I, one time we were podcasting, and I, I said, uh, you know, we were talking about this movie, and I said, as a, as a kid, uh, or even a young adult, this is a scary, scary thing, right? Like the whole thing. But when I got older, I thought, like it hit me, like I was like, I think I can beat up a 10 year old. Like I don't like, you know, when ten, they go like, Oh, you know, the 10 year olds are coming. Like, I think I could whoop a 10 year old. Now there's going to be a line. I mean, yeah, but they, you they know, mob yet. That's the thing. They got weapons yeah, and they get the jump. Got, you know what I mean? That's I could take them. I'm not going to outrun them. No. I mean, I'm going to stay and fight and I'm good for about three at a time, but you know, and then, you know, you get one, one of those kids is like 13 and then and then they're into sports or something they could probably take me a couple yeah. of them gang up on me i might be in trouble yeah, so but we just played huntington last night in football and there were middle school kids out there that towered over me yeah and so kids are huge yeah now. i will i will say that uh, yeah when my son uh, uh he played basketball for the ymca and he moved up to the 15 year old league and when we got to 15 we showed up for tryouts and there were kids dunking and i went Let's go. I'm like, I'll just buy you some ice cream. You might want to, you might want to give up that dream. Um, so, you know, Children of the Corn, uh, Stephen King. There's a lot of Stephen King horror movies. We could talk about those. Um, but there's a lot of different genres of horror movies, and one of the genres that I thought about that there's a lot of, and I thought um, throwing this out because I think there may be some that Aaron's familiar with, uh, are haunted house movies. Uh, I think probably at least early on, I mean, Poltergeist definitely uh, falls into this. And of course, there's always like, why is the house haunted? Like Poltergeist, the house is haunted because it was built on top of, uh, you know, the uh, Indian burial ground. That was the big thing uh, in Poltergeist. But um, there are, um, you know, sometimes it's because someone has died, someone has done something. But I think the quintessential uh, haunted house movie has got to be Amityville Horror, which, um, you know, I, we touched on a little bit last week. Amityville Horror, the big selling point was based on a true story. And then it's based on a true story uh, in the sense that there is a town called Amityville. <laughs> well, it's not even, it's Amity, you know, or whatever. And, it begins and like, there, there, huh? There are some people there, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty exposed as being, um, a thing that was dreamed up, uh, I believe over a, a case of wine, uh, Who's a, know, a, got, a husband or wife, I believe put it together. Uh, it was, and, yeah. And, and, uh, and when they wrote the book, but you know, uh, this was, a, this was a frightening 
movie. Movie. Now, let, let me ask you guys a question because you guys have both seen this movie. Oh yeah, long and uh, I have not. And yeah. so, what makes Amityville Horror scarier than The Exorcist? Because they both deal with a child, right? Nothing. It's not scarier than The Exorcist, but it's scary. But it's not scarier than The Exorcist, okay. in my opinion. Mm, ugh, I don't know. It could. I mean, it's up there. Um, so, so the 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 gist of this, uh, the part of the story that is true, is that uh, in real life there was this house, the Amityville Horror House, uh, and there uh there was uh what is it the the i want to say that it's a the deleo is that right um i might have that wrong but um but a family that lived there and one of their siblings uh went through the house one night and killed everybody in the family with a shotgun he killed uh, that's real four, that, that's fact that is real yes that is a fact uh four siblings and his parents he shot them all one at a time with a shotgun um now where uh and so the house went up for sale and defeo that's the name oh uh william uh, defeo um and uh uh and the defeo family so the house went on the market and it turns out it's pretty tough to sell a house locally when everybody got shot with a shotgun in the house and so these two people bought they came from they moved across country and they bought uh uh, the house and moved into it and they lived in the house for one month now the events that take place in the book and then uh you know then the, the movie after that uh have been highly highly debated but yes they did move into a house so one of the the arguments was that the house became haunted because this guy killed these people but then he in real life uh in court claimed defense that he was possessed uh, and that forced him. So that kind of added to the credence of of the story. Um, but there's just some creepy, creepy stuff. Um, you know, there, there's the the youngest kid in this movie. Um, uh, what's her name? Jody and and or no, Jody is the the pig. She, but the the youngest kid, she keeps saying, "Oh, I'm talking to my friend Jody and my friend Jody." And then they go, oh, "Where's Jody?" And like, "Well, you can't see Jody. Only I can see Jody." And then one day she goes, "Hey, Jody's outside the window." And they look out, and there's just these glowing red eyes that are out there. <laughs> um, That's pretty freaky. That's pretty there's freaky. a lot of stuff like that, you know. Um, and then uh, as kind of like the shining uh, what we see uh, the uh, definitely the the father of the family is losing his mind he is slowly being taken over by uh whatever is in the house but um but really i think the best summary of amityville horror is uh was done as a joke by eddie murphy which i will paraphrase and he says basically <laughs> there's a the difference between um, uh, black uh, families and white families. <laughs> and he says, you know, a black family buys the Amityville Horror House and they walk in and, and uh, the house says, get out. And he says, too bad, can't stay. And <laughs> they turn around and leave. And I got to say, um, based on the early, even the early events in the Amityville Horror, I think I probably uh, would have been with, with Eddie Murphy on that. Now, one other thing I will mention is that the uh, middle... <laughs> kid uh, uh daniel i think is his name the middle kid and this is in real life the middle kid swears that everything that happened in the movie happened in real life yeah. <laughs> 
And there's a documentary about him, and he's a very angry, middle-aged man now. And uh, he sees therapists and all these things. And so that's really, I mean, there, there are many tragedies of the Amityville horror story in real life. But I think that's one of the, the biggest ones is that uh, I think, you know, when you're a kid, you can be told a story so many times that that just becomes part of your memory, you know, and he, uh, you know, even his siblings say they, they won't talk about the Amityville horror days, but he, there's a whole documentary that he was in. Um, and he swears that everything that happened in there was true. He gets very angry if you suggest that it, it didn't happen. And so that, that was, um, uh, always a weird twist when everybody else that was involved kind of said, based. <laughs> you know, it's, true story. Well, much like Eddie Murphy, I am going to uh, say good night at this point. Peace out. So uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Aaron, for having me on for a brief moment. And uh, yeah, I will continue to listen and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks, hey, while you're listening, turn off the lights. Go out there and start. Be check uh, under all your beds. Check the closets. Look, uh, look underneath the bed for a clown doll. If you watch Poltergeist, you'll understand that <laughs> later. So. Listen, I'm leaving the lights on the rest of the night. Good night, guys. See you later, buddy. Probably a safe you idea. Know, so. It's something. It's funny because when you said I was queuing it up too. When you said that you knew the quintessential haunted house film, we were on different pages here because in my mind, oh, oh yeah, the quintessential haunted house uh, film to me has is and has always been the house on Haunted Hill. Vincent Price. Oh, uh, classic. I, I love this movie. Uh, it's it's creepy but goofy. It's it's uh, fun. But wacky. It's got. Uh, it's all the stuff you expect from a movie of this era. Uh, and the premise of it is this guy invites all these people to a big party at this big creepy mansion uh, because he basically doesn't like them. And uh, you, that's the that's the premise anyway. In actuality, uh, he's basically screwing <laughs> with his wife. His wife's screwing with him, trying to get trying to get him shot, trying to have heart attacks. It's a big convoluted mess, but the plot's pretty interesting. <laughs> but it does culminate with one of the all-time classic uh, goofy scenes. Because in the bottom of this house is a is like a pit of acid. And so a, mm. a, a skeleton, if you'll remember that part, where the skeleton comes yes. out on strings. And it, it some, and the chick falls in the acid. It's got, I mean, it's got Vincent Price. Enough said. Uh, they remade... So wasn't this... What's oh, that? Was this uh, in the theater? Is this uh, where they also had the skeleton on the string? That's that's exactly uh, yeah, right. So yeah, now, so they, uh, they in, in the movie, this. the skeleton, yeah, he comes out, and then they in the actual theater, they did the same thing. They would have basically on a zip line, they would have a skeleton, and they would swing it out over the crowd. <laughs> I love that. I think it's been colorized too. I think if you look around, you can find a color version. But if you mm. got a if you got a hang up, now the funny thing is, so they remade this movie. Uh, in 1999, they it weren't partying that day, and mm. I saw this in the theater because, like I said, I was a big fan. And I tell you right now, the uh, I was much fonder of the uh, classic version, but I thought this one was much scarier. Part of it because, is, and I won't go too deep into this, but I wasn't in my right frame of mind in the theater when I saw this. <laughs> and so I'm telling you right now, this freaking creeped me out, brother. Uh, the remake. So if you ever want to just see something disturbing, you can watch the remake. But if you just want to have a good time, 
with a haunted house flick. I don't think you can go wrong. I like a lot of the old Vincent Price stuff. Just because mm-hmm. it's Vincent Price, he knew what he was doing, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that he did, you know, Vincent Price did all the movies, the good, bad, yeah. everything in between. He was funding uh, his art habit. He was a big art guy, and he actually opened up the first art museum in California, a very prominent mm. art museum. And so, like, and he did, uh, uh, Vincent Price, of course, he, we could talk for 10 hours about his work in, in horror film, but he... Mm. Uh, you know, of course, he he uh, did everything, and not just horror. He had a great voice. But he actually, among other things, he's credited with bringing art to the masses. He was involved with, uh, he was hired by Sears, of all people, to uh, come up with a, 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 basically, art that you could buy in your home at a reasonable price so people could experience the arts at home. So it's funny to think that a oh, guy wow. as creepy and as macabre as Vincent Price was out there doing this stuff. <laughs> In the in the high art world, it always amused me that uh, the uh, the the uh, wacky uh, differences between what he did on the screen and what he did in real life. Uh, you had another one on here uh, that yeah. scared me too. I well, got to get into uh, it before you say that. I, I wanted to say real quick that um, uh, my introduction to Vincent Price, believe it or not, was his uh, the spoken word part at the end of Thriller. That's a, that was your very first time you ever heard about Vincent Price? Yeah, I was like 10 years old, you know, and then I was like, I was saying that, and then my parents were like, you don't know who that is? And I was like, nah, I don't, no, I don't think so. And then they were like, hey, we got this uh, this movie we want to show you. So I think that was like the summer where I watched uh, uh, like the Dr. Fives films, you know, yeah. and um, wasn't he in Murs the, or the Rue Morgue? I mean, he just, did all, just all of his Allen, old... He did all the Edgar Allan Poe yes, stuff, you yes. know. Uh, and so was, yeah, and was good at it. We got a couple other uh, horror ones on here, and or, or a haunted house one. So let, let's uh, run through those, and then uh, we'll we'll take our first break. Um, one that I had on here was um, uh, the haunting, which I think has been remade a couple times as well. It yeah. was based on uh, Shirley Jackson's uh, original story, which is uh, the haunting of of uh, Hill House. Shirley Jackson. Uh, also known for, she wrote another little horror story, I believe, called uh, Frankenstein. Um, but uh, the haunting of Hill House, I believe, is is um, kind of credited as the first haunted house movie or a haunted house story. You know, I mean, not story, but haunted house book novel. Um, and uh, so it, it's kind of like it's kind of like you watch that one, and that's like the building block that all these other ones build off of um so that one's a classic i don't that know if you've seen that too. one I, yeah, I yes yeah the original yeah it's my favorite um one i didn't put on the list but if we're, we're talking about these I, I mean i will get 30 seconds to the shining i mean the shining oh, is definitely a, yeah uh, and that's another one yeah you're that's exactly yeah. perfect for this category what a you know it's funny the first time i ever saw this i was like um, a man <laughs> I was like, I wasn't a young man. I was a man. And I remember yeah. I was at my mom and dad's house. I watched it in the middle of the afternoon, edited on commercial TV, and it still scared the crap out of me. I was like, it my is God, this terrible. is frightening. You know? I wasn't even sure why I was scared half the time because this is a good use of weirdness to scare you. They did a real good job. They didn't go overboard with it, you know. But, uh, man, I no. agree. This is an all-time classic right here, faux show. I remember watching uh, Ready Player One. I had read the book Ready Player One, 
And there's uh, one of the challenges where they had gone into, you know, their virtual world where they were doing things. They were, uh, had gone into, um, I don't even remember what it was, but in the movie, they changed it. In the movie, they ended up going into uh, a, a recreation of The Shining. And so they're walking through the hotel, you know, I mean, they're, they're technically they're virtual people, but on what we're seeing, it, it seems, you know, real. And then they recreated all the sets and stuff for the shining. And it was, it was fun. And of course, you know, the elevator opens and we get the scene where the blood rushes out of the, the elevator. And I remember my son going, what is going on? And I'm like, eh, it's from another movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you that movie some other time. Yeah. This is kind of a a callback to that um and that's an, but, a Chinese uh, one you don't want to come in halfway through either you sort of have to be there for the whole thing to see it ramp up to get the full effect uh yeah I, I had i've seen parts of this a few times i was just like yeah too weird but you, but once i watched the whole thing i got it you know even the opening scene where they're just following the car is creepy with that music they got playing it's definitely the old school type of horror where uh, tension ramps up. It's, uh, uh, you know, over time, it's like little things, little things, little things until, you know, you get the uh, the big ending. Uh, last one I put on here is uh, one of the newer ones that I put on the list, which was Paranormal Activity. Did you see Paranormal Activity? Are you kidding? Of course. I saw the theater. And uh, too. I thought, man, this is uh, the first part of it's really boring. And then yeah. I watched it, and it never. It was. I thought it was. It was sort of creepy, you know, in its own way. And now it's the yeah. kind that will stick with you when you're back at the house, you know. Right. Uh, especially that's before the entire genre of like ghost hunting stuff had been like murdered to death, a beat with a dead stick, mm. you know. So yeah. this that made it a little more interesting. Plus, I'd done some of this stuff before. You know, and the thought of getting hassled while you sleep is, you know, much like the the Freddy stuff, never fun. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't want to be. I mean, if a ghost wants to come at me at three thirty in the afternoon, I, you know, we'll we'll go around. But yeah, leave me alone when I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of secret. I will say, um, uh, I remember my dad watched this movie, and he told me that the scariest part of this film was when uh, there's a scene where, uh, you know, they, they keep going to, they, uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with this, but it, but if you're not, it's, uh, you know, it was a kind of a found footage type film and the guy and the family, they, they are setting up their camera, camera at night because they think there's something's bothering them and it st starts being paranormal activity, you know, and of course that we get the scene of, I think it was the wife that's playing with the Ouija board, never played with the Ouija board in this movies. Um, but, uh, there's a scene where they're worried about somebody coming and getting them at night and the guy puts flour on the floor outside the bedroom door and the next morning there's footprints in the flour and my dad uh to this day says that's the scariest scene in this movie because up until that movie uh you know my dad says if i ever see a ghost in real life the first thing i'm going to do is run towards it i want to go see what that thing is I'm not running away from a ghost, you know, I'm, hey, I'm, yeah. I want to go, I want to find out what it is, you know, but a minute, if it can leave footprints and flower, that means it can touch you. Yeah. I mean, that means it's interacting with things. And he goes, that's in that movie. He said, that's the, mo that's the moment I got scared. Now I will tell you, there's, um, uh, uh, there was a couple of endings to this movie and I don't know if they were all. I don't know if the theater was only shown one and then the DVD had a different one or something, but uh, I can tell you when I saw it, uh, there's an ending where the guy 
uh, remember he gets uh, just like thrown violently towards the camera like he goes and that thing hit and um i mean there's not too many times where i thought like i might actually be peeing now <laughs> when that thing hit i was like i i was like that that got me that got me bad this the movie to me it got a little dopey when the when the wife was in like the weird trance for a good chunk of it it was kind of weird you know yeah. and not in a i thought it was just kind of weird i mean who would just keep living i'd be like you're going to the funny farm darling time for a visit to the trans allegheny <laughs> lunatic asylum but uh, you know uh, you know i'm a little uh, like eddie murphy like these people are definitely uh, uh dedicated in their relationships i come home my wife's in a trance or floating sorry can't stay yeah or if <laughs> i wake up and she's just standing at attention like looking down at me nah we're getting divorced well, if you won't leave uh, but yeah, uh, exactly. I didn't know they had multiple innings. But I will say, it, it was a movie that got me. Uh, it got me a little bit with the uh, with the premise of it. Now, the uh, the sequels and stuff are just all horrible. You know, just, uh, I, yeah. just horrible. I hated all of them. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I had one more I wanted to throw into the, onto the pile Yeah, please here. do. Uh, it was called, it was a Hammer film, actually. It was sort of a, uh, a return for Hammer after a long time gone, I think it came out, and like I want to say it was out in 2012, and mm -hmm. it was a haunted house movie. It was called The Woman in Black. Uh, I don't know if you saw this one, Flack. Yeah, it, yeah. It had a, uh, uh, it was based on a television movie, which was also scary, and I think that was based, there may have been a book in there, uh, who knows. This wasn't your normal, I mean, Hammer produced it, I don't know how much it had to do with the actual making. Of course, if you watch Hammer stuff, we'll probably get to them later. They had a real, they had a gimmick, you know, and they beat it in the ground. Their movies often had the same kind of uh, play to them. But this one is just about a guy who comes to do the paperwork at this house. And the neat thing about the house is, like, every uh, every night the when the tide comes in, the house gets cut off from the rest of the world because the water comes in over the path it's on. Uh, this mm -hmm. had the kid that played Harry Potter. What's that kid's it name? Did, Daniel. Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. There it is. It just showed up on the screen. And <laughs> I just, I this is to me was your old school spooky haunted house stuff. It ramps up. It starts off with just a rocking chair, you know that stick, and they really ramp <sighs> up the the creepy factor in this house. Uh, there's a lot of weird animal, the toys and stuff in here that do a bunch of weird stuff. Just the way it looks. I thought this was a real winner, and I thought uh, uh, this is my pace of a modern horror film right here. It didn't get too disgusting, but it was creepy. I like creepy. I'm okay with that. I'm sort of like yeah. a boat in that department. I thought it was well, pretty, pretty know, creepy. By having the, when the tide rises and it separates it off, that makes that isolation where you can't leave. You know, and there was a lot of those old uh, Hammer movies or whatever where people are driving and they're out in the middle of nowhere and their car breaks down and the only place they could go is in a castle. Sometimes it's a uh, Vincent Price lives in the castle. Sometimes it's riffraff. You never know what you're gonna get, but um, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. Like it's that isolation factor. Uh, and I'll tell you, one of the things that made uh, that actually made Amityville or a little less scary for me is uh, I figure what the address is. It's like 112 Ocean Avenue. I used to know. I think that's what it is. I think it's 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville. Was the Amityville Horror House? Actually, they actually changed their address. Um, like they moved it a couple of numbers. So so uh, because people were sending them so much mail and stuff like that. But um, if you ever look at the house on Google Street View, uh, if you zoom out about 10 feet, what you will see are two other houses. 
I mean, the houses are like 10 feet apart. And that's not how they make it look in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so they when you're in a haunted house. on it. You know, that's, that's yeah, just... you know, it's just <laughs> cropped perfectly. If you can go 10 feet away, you know, I don't think you're in too much danger. So yeah, look, that's sort of my you know, philosophy I'm... in real life. Like, uh, if I'm scared in my house, like when I lived up on Mud Mountain, like that was a whole different kettle of fish right there. But if I'm getting scared in this neighborhood, I'll just walk, I'll walk out the road and go, help! Like, off the car horn. I figured somebody would show up. Well, well, listen, I think we've covered uh, a lot of my my favorite uh, haunted house movies. Uh, Another genre that I want to talk about uh, is movies that have uh, creatures, critters, animals, and stuff like that uh, that uh, can attack. So uh, for those of you that are watching live on the stream or if you're in the Discord, start thinking of your favorites. Aaron, I know you got some favorites. I got some favorites. Let's take a break, and uh, when we get back, we'll talk about uh, creatures that attack. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. Welcome back to Conversations from the Dark Side. It is I, Rob Flack O'Hara. Tonight, I am sitting here. I don't know why I'm introducing you as a sidekick. This is uh, Amigo Aaron's baby, and he's let me uh, take the wheel here a little bit because he knows my love of horror films. Yeah, take the wheel, uh, brother. I love it. I mean, the wheel in this one could be to a haunted car on a lone uh, highway. We don't know where it's going to go, but... um, uh, so, so we uh, talked a little bit about haunted houses. I mean, obviously, haunted houses are uh, a staple of horror films. But another uh, common theme in horror films is uh, creatures, critters, animals, uh, things that attack. Uh, this was, uh, I think, a lot of these. When I think of the oldest ones, um, I think of. Uh, in the 50s, you know, there was a lot of sci-fi films, uh, of course, that was kind of the atomic age, right? So we had all these things like, what happens if we set off uh, nuclear bombs? What's going to happen? What? And one of the things that was going to happen was it was going to make big, giant killer ants. Yeah. Uh, which we saw. is another one. Night of the Yeah. Yeah, we had ants in them. We had... Um, uh, oh, there were there were several. What was the one? The, the do you remember the one that had the giant grasshopper? Uh, oh yeah, it's funny. I, it, I I will say I've seen a ton of these. Okay, yeah, and almost yeah. all of them exclusively were on Mystery Science Theater. Uh, but I have seen <laughs> I have seen the hat one with the giant grasshopper. They ultimately killed it. I think in the Lincoln Tunnel, as I recall in that yes, movie. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, I have seen them. Uh, I, you know, there's uh, the ones that come to my mind. There's one where you're they're taking a giant, like a giant, uh, like a sloth looking thing. It's like some kind of yeah. radiated. That's another one that comes to mind. Uh, we mentioned Night to Leave Us with the Big Rabbits, is another one. There were anything that could grow up and be huge. Uh, there was one that was simply called, I don't know if you ever saw that. It was, it was with snakes in it. It was just a series uh, of S's, oh, yeah, you know. Yes. So that, that was where a guy was experimenting on uh, snakes to create this ultimate creature, I believe. And, uh, was that was so that was another one. These things it, early on, I don't think any of them. And I could be wrong here. You could jump in. 
I think most of these were no good. I mean, I mean, they were just, if they're good for fun, but they weren't like what I would call like top shelf horror films. They're not, yeah, they weren't scary. It was more like a lesson thing. Like, well, if you mess around, you know, I th- it, it, is it the beginning of the end? Is that the name of the grasshopper one? I think it that might be. be it, but I remember my favorite, it's my good. favorite line in that good. entire movie. Yeah, was, um, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the grasshopper, if you, if you've seen, I, I don't, I never saw it on mystery science. It probably is a mystery science theater, uh, special, but, um, there, there's a scene where it's like attacking these buildings and it's very obviously what they've done is they've just printed a picture of a building and they, and then they put a real grasshopper on the picture of the building and they're filming that. So it's just a grasshopper. Uh, you know, walking on this building, but they end up uh, uh, shooting this grasshopper and it falls to the ground. And this grasshopper is, you know, the size of a, of a bus. It's gigantic. Uh, And the one officer, like the sergeant, he looks at the other guy and he goes, get that thing out of here. Like that thing weighs fifty tons. <laughs> you gonna just drag it by the leg? What are you gonna do? You know what I love about these, and it happens in all these movies, right? In fact, we just saw it if you're watching home, is that you've got the giant grasshopper or the giant spider or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's always a scene where there's like someone getting ready to be eaten, but they can't just show you the guy like getting eaten by the spider. Mm-hmm. So, they, so there has to be a scene where the guy's standing completely alone, and he goes, oh, like he shakes his arms, and he opens his mouth, oh, and that's to simulate, that's when he's getting it right there. And so, you know, that, that's yeah. what I love about it, man. Yeah, th- these are these are always fun because, I mean, if you think about it, most of these are probably made as cheap drive-in flicks. They probably, although this one does have Peter Graves in it, beginning of the mm-hmm. end. So, but I mean, I don't know how big a star he was in the fifties. But I mean, they were fun, cheap, uh, and I don't know how much of these. I don't know how much this reflected the unease of the atomic age. I guess so, I guess that's what they were going for. I don't know how effective that was or how much unease there was, to be honest with you. But they're always good for a laugh. Yeah, uh, someone uh, uh, in the chat mentioned um, Tarantula. That was another one that I remember. Yeah. You know, in that book that I had of all the horror stuff, it had the scientist uh, that was in the uh, and a lot of a lot of these also uh, other than nuclear, they always had to do with the scientists. Scientists are always messing around with stuff, and then that's how you get giant spiders. And I remember he had these giant bushy eyebrows. And I always wondered if like somebody saw that guy and they're like, you know, we can make a movie about tarantulas with that guy. Like maybe he inspired <laughs> the movie. He just looks like that kind that guy, of guy. I got super weird look, and I will say that you're it not is. wrong there. <laughs> it's it, real you weird. Know, I, I remember um, uh, watching uh, uh, Arachnophobia, which is what is that? Uh, early '90s, uh, ni- mid '90s, kind of. Uh, uh, and it was uh, the overrun of spiders. And I, I watched that uh, with my dad. And my dad said, you know, the only reason that we as human beings can coexist on this planet with spiders is because they're small and we're big. And he said, if, if spiders were the size of dogs, we'd have to wipe them out. <laughs> we could not live in a world that was full of spiders the size of dogs. We Your just couldn't get along. Never to Australia, because I've seen some pictures <laughs> yeah, oh, down yeah. there, that, which is why that's why no one lives down there except for the most hardy yeah. men and women. Because I, but, yeah, uh, that's no, no good. I didn't agree with them. Uh, so I, I would say for me, 
the transition from those kind of silly sci-fi you know type movies to one that was actually scary was probably the birds yes um which I is a classic that. hitchcock you know and um uh and let me tell you um alfred hitchcock some of these movies you know you watch them and you go well, that ain't scary. You watch the trailer and you go, well, that's not scary. But I'm here to tell you, when I saw the birds for the first time, like I saw it in my bedroom, you know, and the birds are breaking the glass when she's trying to hide in the phone booth and they're smashing the glass and they're smashing the car. They can't get away, you know, and then at the end, there's just more birds and more birds. Um, like that's a scary, and it's a scary thought where you just think like, like all you got to think is like, what happens if tomorrow, if what, what happens if birds turn on us? That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, next thing you know, we're in the middle of a uh, uh, bird demic. You know, oh, God. <laughs> now, that's a bad film. But, you know, the one. birds, I, I read a biography on uh, uh, on the on this movie and, and the other works of Hitchcock. And Hitchcock, hey, listen, he made some great films. All right. There's no, de mm -hmm. no denying that. But, I mean, he was not a good guy. He was not nice, and he also he got, he wanted what he wanted, and he got what he wanted. And, mm -hmm. and one of the, one of the major scenes in the birds, I had him taking the lead actress and physically tying birds to her, and then yeah. doing take, yeah. forcing her to do take after take. And these, you know, you tie a crap with a bird to a sucker, that's gonna be like that's cool. They're pecking mm -hmm. and scratching and going to crazy eight bonkers because they're wild animals, man. You know, and so yeah. she got pummeled by these things. She was. She talks about what a horrible experience it was, and that's before you have to deal with the weird advances of Alfred Hitchcock in the background and stuff. And as much as I mean, I'm a big fan of his stuff. I mean, it's great, mm -hmm. and I love his television show. I love it. But uh, you have to watch that, knowing that this guy was a goofball. But this is one scary flick. Uh, much like uh, he had, he was very good with building suspense and building tension. And this movie's mm -hmm. uh, got that naces. I, I I love this one a lot. Birds is a classic. Um, uh, another one that I remember from around, uh, well, this would be later, uh, was uh, Piranha, the original Piranha. So, so of course, you got, uh, well, Piranha is actually, I guess that's after um, Jaws. And I don't even know that we need to get into Jaws. But, um, I mean, Jaws is, is not, I mean, Jaws is... Um, Jaws, first of all, I, I say I'm not going to get into Jaws, and then I start talking about Jaws. You sort of Jaws. have to mention Jaws, right? Here's what I'll say. I'll say, number one, I think Jaws is a perfect movie. I think, I mean, as far as plot, as far as pacing, as far as every single thing, like, it's perfect. Like, you can take that, and then you, well, you, people have, <laughs> just copy it, and you go, well, that, that's a movie. You go, Even yeah, the old series it's just, copied it. It copied itself yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jaws 2 is basically Jaws, you know? Um the uh, uh, so so the the I think the, what happens with these movies, the ones that are successful, is they make it to where uh, you're you're afraid of these things, right? So, like, I don't. I mean, I remember when I saw Jaws, I was scared to take a bath. <laughs> I didn't want to get in a bathtub, yeah, because you know, Jaws might get me, you know. So, um, so it was definitely effective. Um, but there was other ones, uh, I mean, around that time, because that kind of started the whole, the, the rebirth, right. Of all those movies. So that's where you get Piranha. I think Piranha is, um, 
uh, Joe Dante. I think it was Joe Dante's first film. Um, uh, before, maybe not his first film, but one of his early films. So, you know, before he went on to, uh, would do all the things he did, you know, Gremlins and, and all, all his movies. But, uh, um, but Piranha was the same type of thing. Now I wasn't too worried. You know, I live in Oklahoma. It's not a big Piranha state. So I wasn't too worried <laughs> yeah, about same that. Here. <laughs> but then again, I was afraid about a shark in my bathtub. So who knows where a Piranha could get, you know? Um, the previews for this were outstanding. I will say that because I was a kid, I saw the because I didn't know what a piranha was. No one knows right, what that right. was. And so no. when you see suckers like put them on the map or whatever, you know, you're like, oh look, this is sucker. Oh crap, killer fish. Who? I mean, what the heck's that? And then you start, and then you see what they do. And they, you know, they, it scared the crap out of me. I, it, I will say, I've never seen this movie. I know about oh, it really? too well, but I've never watched it. I never, it, it, I never took the notion to see it because it kind of looked real creepy to me as a kid and just never yeah. what I, I went back to but yeah much like it is a jaws knockoff but also the, much like jaws like jaws killer mm. shark right hey piranha will they'll bite you they'll a school will bite you you've heard the old right. things like all oh, they'll uh, a school product can consume a hundred pounds of meat and 15 seconds or i don't know if that's true it might be you know right but uh it's still a creepy concept to be eaten alive by a bunch of fish you know so yeah. that's all i did to see man follow me under don't want to find out no yeah you got um, that right i'm glad i live in a state that i think piranha are saltwater fish right so we don't have to worry yeah, yeah. it's mostly <laughs> uh, i think an amazon kind of thing um now around that same time we get um alligator uh, which of course, like when I was a kid, I heard all the, uh, uh, you know, the, the urban legends that, uh, there was that time in New York where someone had a pet alligator and they flushed it down the toilet and it <laughs> yeah. got in the sewer and it grew. Well, I mean, this is basically that movie, right? The alligator is, um, uh, you know, that's it, right? It's, it's in the sewer. It grows. Um, there's some pretty, pretty, uh, uh, leaps of faith in alligator uh, again it's it's one that's a fun watch i didn't make me necessarily more afraid of I, i'm more afraid of real alligators than i was of the alligator in the movie you yeah, know what i mean they like, all I, like, scare me didn't have to be a super version it's a like no i've been to, i've been to the <laughs> zoo and seen them throw meat down there in the alligator pit and they all rip it and twist and all that and I, that's enough for me like yeah. i don't need a you know of course the one in the movie i think there's a scene where uh the, the guys are coming out of the coming out of the sewer and the alligator climbs up the ladder after him so i don't yeah. need one that could climb ladders but yeah, it's, um, you know i will say alligators do have one thing on the sharks and the piranha they could literally get out of the water you got that going for you <laughs> well we saw that with uh lake placid yeah now that um, I, I didn't it, i never saw an alligator but lake placid i did see that had betty white in it as i recall wasn't that the one that had her in it did, yeah where she yeah. was feeding it cows after a while yeah. <laughs> and uh that's a lake placid is a uh I'm normally not a big uh, horror comedy guy. Like, I like my comedy and I like my horror, but I don't like it in the same cup. You know what I mean? Uh, but Lake Placid was the, the right mixture. You know what I mean? It was kind of sarcastic. It was it was um, funny, but then there was plenty of uh, good scares and stuff in uh, Lake Placid. My, I actually, um, uh, a friend of mine won tickets to go see Lake Placid, uh, like off the radio. And we got to go see a premiere of Lake Placid. And when we got there, they gave us a poster. So I had a Lake Placid poster <laughs> on my wall for a long time. 
I, uh, yeah, I thought that, Betty White made this film. I mean, made absolutely. It. She was the star yeah. of this, and uh, by the way, she was old then, you know. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, this is a goofy movie. I saw this in the theater. I don't know why. It's one of those, uh, but it, I didn't think it was the best. But I did think it was the worst. And it had enough funny parts and interesting parts. That, but I mean, I'm I'm kind of like you know we talked about what really scared us. What doesn't scare me generally are killer animals that I don't have daily exposure to. So if I don't if I don't see Jaws or piranhas yeah. or alligators walking around, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Well, I feel like um, uh, no matter what happens in my life. Uh, I can avoid great white sharks. Yeah. Like, I just feel like like there's not going to be one, you know, <laughs> like land shark from Saturday Night Live. Like, yeah. it's not going to show up at my house. You know what I mean? Like, I can, all I got to do is not go where sharks go, right? Yeah. But 70s had a lot of movies where they turned things that you could run into in your life into killer creatures. I'll tell you a couple of them. Uh, one of them was a little movie called Ants. Uh, and so these were not the giant killer ants from them. These were normal old ants. And uh, if I remember right, they were uh, next to this. Uh, it, it was like on the beach at Florida or something. And they were doing construction. And so when they were doing construction, it uh, it disturbed the ants. Yeah, it woke them up. And then they, yeah. And then... Uh, you know, you're like, eh, what's an ant or what's two ants? But then it'd be like a million ants and they'd come get a guy that, wow, they'd swarm him, you know? And, and, uh, uh, I remember all those, you know, it's kind of like children of the corn, right? Like after three kids, they could probably take me. So I don't know what the, the ratio of flax to ants is, but there's some number of ants where at some point, yeah, there's uh, I think we're showing a clip right now. This is the ants that are coming out of the little, they had the, the tunnel and, and, uh, uh, so, you know, like I said, I can avoid great white sharks. I can't avoid ants. Yeah. I got ants, ants, you know? ants and bees. I, uh, um, someone in the chat mentioned that they, a movie about a, about killer bees. And I, a I swarm. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've seen a, a couple of those, including a yeah. British movie about a guy, a beekeeper, who has killer mm -hmm. bees. And that's no way to go. So I agree. It's getting fire anted to death or bead to death. No good. I, I both those. So yeah, those are just creepy. I agree with that. You know, there was a whole time, like during our childhood, uh, we're the same age, where they were like, "Well, you guys have done screwed up the planet, and here's what's going to happen yeah. to you now." And it was like, "I didn't do it," but then they were like, "Well, now you're getting African bees." <laughs> And, yeah, and it was inevitable. They're like, someday you're gonna die from a bee attack. I was like, well, great. That's one more thing to worry about. It's funny. Every year in real life, you'd hear this is the one. They're coming up from their Africanized bees coming up through Guadalcanal. It's like what? And they mm -hmm. never quite get here. Thankfully, these Africanized bees. No, no. I figure it can't be that hard to distract a bee. You know, just leave some honey somewhere around the Panama Canal or. You know, somewhere on the way in between here and there, we can we can throw them off the track or something. But here's a thought: yeah, that's, wait till they try yeah. to go across the Rockies. That'll take care of them bees getting proper. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're snow bees from Bingo, yeah. they're in deep trouble. I'll tell you one other thing that uh, most people can't avoid is dogs. Yes, and um, uh, you know, Cujo is one of the. I mean, Cujo is really uh, the flip of the 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 
if, if, on a coin, the heads and the tails. Like if if heads is old Yeller, <laughs> tails <laughs> is Cujo. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a Stephen King thing, and, and again, it's one of those um, stories where it's like dogs. It's man's best friend. Everybody's had a dog. Everybody has a dog they liked, you know. And um, uh, yeah, uh, Cujo. And I, I typically do say this. Um, I think that most of Stephen King's stuff is scarier on the page than on the screen. Um, a lot of it just doesn't translate. I think last week I mentioned Maximum Overdrive. Like, that's a scary story, you know, where all the, the household appliances are coming after you and stuff. But, I mean, on a movie, when a toaster attacks you, it just it, it ain't that scary. You I know, do it love just doesn't... that film, though. I mean, it's so... It's, <laughs> it's a fun really. film. It's so funny. Yeah, but it's not scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... Uh, I think I think you mentioned Pet Cemetery last week, but there's just yeah. a lot of Stephen King stuff that just isn't, you know, um, on the, on the screen. Wasn't that good? Um, I will say, and I want to uh, make sure I get them all. But the mom in Cujo, which when I was a kid, I didn't put uh, a lot of times. I didn't put uh, act like when I saw an actor in one movie, I didn't realize that that they were somebody else in another movie. You know? Yeah. Uh, but but the mom in Cujo is uh, D. Wallace, and D. Wallace had uh, a long acting career, but she had about five years uh, where um, you know a couple of years before Cujo, D. Wallace was uh, the mom in E.T. and uh, you know a year or two before she was the mom in E.T. she was the mom in The Howling. Yeah. Um, she was and uh, yeah, I think that, and there's one other one that uh, uh, I can't think of off the top of my head. Maybe Last House on the Left. Maybe she was in. I don't know. It was one of those uh, like a '70s one. But Dee Wallace, man, has been. Uh, uh, I think she was even. She was uh, Rob Zombie used her in a couple of his. Oh, the Hills Have Eyes. That's what it was. The Hills Have Eyes. She was in. So you know, um, hilarious story. You know, the creepy mm -hmm. mutant looking guy in that, the bald guy. Mm -hmm. I, I ended up. I was I was uh, at uh, Scarefest in in Lexington, Kentucky. I hit the hit the bathroom. Was up in the urinal. Don't take care of my business. And I, my eyes crept over, and that guy was doing his business in the urinal next to me. He looked exactly Are you serious? like the movie. And I yeah. you talk about. I almost had to go to the stall. I, I was like, oh my god, what a freak! Yeah, he was. I guess he I, was at the con, but it scared the crap out of me. I remember when he was in uh, Weird Science. Remember the uh, mutants when they break in? And then he's like, lovely party. <laughs> I like the guy. I hope this won't affect... I, I don't want this to affect my teaching job. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, lots of... Uh, Cujo, uh, just to, before you move on from that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, deliver, I think you did this too. I used to deliver a lot of pizza. All right. Oh yeah. And so I dealt yeah. with many a dog back in the day. Okay. And so yeah. I had seen this movie. And so yeah. And and I, mo what used to get me were Doberman pinchers. They'd scare the crap out of me. Yeah. But well, Eddie, you probably saw the Omen. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And so, but the, <laughs> I also saw this, and I thought to myself, and because I mean, I, I went to this guy's house that had a dog that was probably twice as big as Cujo that liked pizza, and man, every time I'd go there, this thing would try to kill me. And man, I, this movie flashed. I had flashbacks over and over for this movie. I thought this was a pretty creepy one from the, from King here. I, I, I approve of this one. 
Hujo is a good, it's a good horror movie. You know, like I said, uh, there's a lot of his movies that are good, like, um, you know, the, the early stuff like Firestarter and uh, Carrie and stuff like that. They're good horror movies, but they didn't scare me. But Cujo scared me. Yeah. You know, I, I added one to your list here as I was looking over it. I think it sort of qualifies uh, in, mm -hmm. in this list. It's a Rutger Hauer guilty pleasure of mine uh, from mm -hmm. 1992, and it's called Split Second. And the reason I included it in this list is because it takes place in a not-too-distant future where the ice caps have melted and most of the UK is flooded. And so it's like there's canals and crap everywhere. And Rucker Howard plays, guess what, a hard-boiled cop who's got nothing to lose. <laughs> and he and they give him this British partner who's just like British geek. And slowly, uh -huh. Rucker Howard, Rucker Howard is this guy up to speed. He starts giving the guy a ton of candy bars and coffee. And the guy's walking around with a bunch of guns. But the 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 whole premise of this is they're they're fighting a giant, radioactive, satanic, mutant rat that lives in the sewers, and it's it's that got checks a of, lot of boxes. It checks all the boxes, and so if you consider, <laughs> if you think, what's Rucker Howard gonna do? It's exactly what you think he's gonna do. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna mention the ending of this just because it's from '92. You've probably seen it, but. At the end, guess what? He's fighting a giant, satanic, radioactive death rat. And the rat's like, thanks to the rat's guy, I got him. And then Rucker Howard literally reaches into the rat and rips out its heart. It's the best thing ever because it's Rucker Howard. That's all you need to know. So if you want a guilty pleasure that's got plenty of creepiness in it, because when a giant, satanic, radioactive rat kills a sucker, he doesn't just shoot him, if you know what I mean. He gives it a business, uh, Rob. But the, I always enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I think it fits into the weird, creepy monster uh, movie genre. Yeah, not to go off on a, uh, a tangent, but Rucker Hauer was in a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of good movies. You know? yeah. Of course, I, I think I first knew him from Blade Runner, but um, yeah. uh, uh, The Hitcher is one. Um, Blind Justice. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. He was, um, uh, he was just in so many uh, uh, of those, those that era uh, of movies. I know he was in uh, Lady Hawk, which we, I did a podcast oh, on one time, and oh man, I, I, I said I'd never seen it, and people rate me over the coals. They were like, "You never saw Lady Hawk?" I was like, "How did I know?" I was, I was, like that it was not than Red my, uh, Sonia. I will say that. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was in there. All right, so here's a little thing that um, uh, I want to I want to ask you some uh, uh, questions. You're going to answer on a scale of one to ten. Okay. Uh, and then we can talk about movies or anything, and um, uh, so you could we can talk about them as little or as much as you want to talk about them. Uh, but the question is, on a scale of one to ten, how scary do you find the following things in movies? Okay. Uh, so the first one, since we already talked about uh, haunted houses a little bit, the first one uh, on a scale of one to ten, how scary do you find ghosts? Uh, I'd say uh, if ten's super scary and one is not the least bit scary, I'd put them somewhere in the, like you know, six six ish range. You know, just your average yeah. ghost. Yeah, I I always um uh, again if, if ghosts like if they're the old school like the woo that kind of ghost, yeah. I'm not not that afraid. Yeah. Um. When, when they could start, you know, uh, throwing stuff at me or pushing me off balconies or something, uh, th then that number goes up a little bit. I kind of yeah. like ghosts. I like ghost movies where the ghost 
is it really evil? They're just pissed off that they get killed stupidly, and they're like trying to let you know what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of like that. Like they want you, you to get the, vengeance for them. I think that's pretty good. The, call that the Beetlejuice effect. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, a scale of one to ten, how scary are werewolves? Uh, werewolves? Now they yeah. well listen. We both you mentioned a wolf in a minute ago, uh, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, and American Wolf from London's another one that are mm -hmm. astronomically creepy. In fact, I would put American Werewolf in London up in the list of well, you know, more scary films, but also funny. That it was a real, it was a real strange one, wasn't it? Hard to, but I mean, Wolfen wasn't funny. Well, a little bit, but I mean, they're both hardcore. Uh, werewolf movies, and of course, if you go back and watch like the Lion Chain and stuff like that, I mean, there's some good stuff in there, you know. But I mean, now when you go back and the thing about the Universal Monsters was when you go back and watch them now, like they've been parodied and and ripped off and 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 tinkered with so much that they've lost their effectiveness to a certain degree, I think. But mm -hmm. even those were sort of scary. But yeah, I think werewolves would be more like a seven or eight. You know. uh when I when I was a kid, I remember when American Werewolf in London was on HBO, and my dad said, uh, "He said I, you don't have to he, like I don't want you to watch this whole movie, but it, uh, I want you to come out of your room when this scene's on." So he called me out, and I watched the transformation, the transformation scene in uh, American Werewolf in London. Which, oh yeah, uh, uh, up up until that point, like. Um, transformations kind of happened off screen yeah you know what i mean or or um uh, uh slowly fading shots or something like that but a lot of time you know the, the original wolfman he would launch Cheney be gone he'd come back and then he'd have one you know that. um but but they were like look it was painfully on screen like every second of that transformation um and i i've told people before like um the other kids in my neighborhood like you know their heroes were you know i don't know like roger starbuck at the time or um uh you know babe ruth maybe you know somebody like and i was like rick baker is my hero <laughs> rick baker being the guy who did uh the effects and he became pretty for a while he was the go-to werewolf guy and then he became the, it, he kind of was the go-to for a lot of stuff but but anything with hair so he did <laughs> um that's me Al. <laughs> he did yeah he, well he did the the werewolf in american werewolf in london he did um uh famously he did the uh his uh studio did the cantina scene in star wars um but then michael jackson saw american werewolf in london and said i want to make this video called thriller and i want to turn it into a werewolf so give me the guy that did that so rick baker did um uh, uh, the Michael Jackson's werewolf thing and thriller, uh, off the top of my head, he, well, then he kind of became, he was a gorilla guy. He did the, uh, gorilla in the King Kong remake, which is like 76. Um, he did, uh, the, he was, not only did he make the gorilla things, he played the gorilla. He played the gorilla in, um, oh, what was the movie with Lily Tomlin where she shrunk the incredible shrinking woman? Oh God. Yeah, uh, I remember that. He, he was the gorilla. And then he did the gorilla, uh, or he did, um, uh, Bigfoot, uh, in, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, so that kind of became his, uh, uh, his, his go-to thing was, uh, uh, you know, 
gorillas and Bigfoots and uh, or, and things like that. And he's actually in. Um, he did all the aliens in the Men in Black movies. And then right around that time, he kind of retired from the business. He said, "You know what? CGI pushed me out of the business." He said, "I'm a practical effect dude, and I did it for a long time." And he made latex masks, and then. Um, uh, the business business kind of changed, which is kind of a bummer. I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for that transformation scene. It is <laughs> it, much like Exorcist was. Uh, that mm. that's a scene that changed the way things were going to go. It never was the same because he'd raised the bar. Listen, I we've all watched a million shows that had uh, transformations in it. and They dunk behind a table or whatever. There's a very famous <laughs> episode of the Twilight Zone where this guy turns to the devil and, he, and as he walks from Tiny's pillars, he becomes more and more devilish. It was a very yeah. cute trick. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, the, you're right. This was a full bore, full on transformation that was miraculous to, to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, every step of the nose, the snout stretching, the hands, and yeah. then the, just the sheer pain the guy was in going yeah. through that a physical transformation. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, Aaron, how scary are mummies? Mummies? Uh, I've never been that scared of them. You know, because again, this is something that's you're not often going to come across, frankly. <laughs> it's uh, like a great white shark to me, yes. Yeah, uh, but uh, I will say the... Uh, and I didn't really get into the new mummy shows that were out, you know, the... Uh, uh, the ones that had uh, Brendan Fraser in them, right? Uh, but right. Uh, um, you know, much like everything in the old ones, they, they built they built a lot of suspense in those. The Mummy got a good run back in the day, you know. Mm -hmm. But I mean, uh, uh, it didn't it didn't do much for me. Plus, they're always they usually look like they're slow. <laughs> so even I might be outrun a Mummy. So I put right. that, that you know, under five, probably four. Yeah, like I said, it, it's like a great white shark. Like to get attacked by a mummy. You got to go steal stuff from a mummy's tomb. Yeah. Like, that seems to be, that's not going to happen in my life, you know, so. The makeup uh, job way, in the old show, though, was, I mean, they, that's one thing, of course, again, it, we're, in fact, it's on the screen now. The, uh, Karloff was a genius. Yes. And, and, yeah. uh, and, and, and make the makeup people did a real good job uh, getting him, uh, and all those guys were, I mean, the makeup back in like that era is quite astounding. And it looked real well in black and white, too. Uh, and really, mm -hmm. they never improved on it because there's always so much you could do. You know, it's a guy with bandages, or maybe they're sort of coming off. But you know, there. You know, if you do, if you use any monster right, you can do something with them. But I haven't seen anything particular. I guess Bubba Hotep was pretty good. That didn't really have a mummy in it, though. I guess yeah, it did. It had a mummy, so that was sort of scary. Yeah. And by the way, you're dating yourself when you say the new uh, Mummy movies with Brendan Fraser because they remade them yet again. They had the one a few years ago with Tom Cruise. Uh, oh, so they remade yeah, I forgot the about remake. that. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about those. You're right. I know. That, that's, you know, when we're old is when we say the new ones. And it's, you know, 20 years old. It's a lot of our life. Um, all right. Scale of 1 to 10, how scary are vampires? Vampires are are up there more because vampires have a lot of jack, you know. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of good vampire flicks uh, and over the years, so I would say they're probably more like an eight or an, uh, eight or even sometimes even a nine. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of vampire movies that aren't that scary, you know, that are still mm -hmm. good. Like Lost Boys, it's a good flick, but it's not that scary. Near Dark is good, but it's not that scary. You know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Shadow the Vampire. That's pretty scary and is good. That's another. That's a. Mm -hmm. I think it's. Have you seen that one? 
Uh, yes. It's, it's yep. where they, you know, where the effectively the premise of the film is they get an actual vampire to play a vampire in an old silent movie, and he goes around <laughs> killing the cast and the crew. And he'll ask the director because the director's in on it. Be like, listen, do you need the sound guy anymore? And he's like, no, I don't need him. You go kill the sound <laughs> yeah. guy. And it, I always thought that was a really good, a, a good uh, uh, flick. Uh, so yeah, it's a mixed bag. Did you have some favorites in in the area? Well, um, uh, I, one of the ones that I thought—I mean, one of my favorite ones was uh, John Carpenter's uh, Vampires. See, I like that and, too, and a lot of people didn't get into that. I thought it was a really entertaining film. I thought it was a—it was a good idea. It was like they were. You know, it was it was the guys they were going after vampires for like a religious reason, right? So, yeah. but they were like a hit squad, you know. But they're, you know, talking about practical effects. There's that party at the beginning where they're all partying, and that vampire shows up and splits that dude in half, uh, vertically. Yeah, he slugs right down the middle, and then he does that like where he splits like that. You know, that was a good scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, those vampires weren't messing around. It was it was a different uh, slant too. You know, it was almost like mm -hmm. I don't want to say it was like it. Was, in some ways, it had more to do with like Blade than anything else. I mean, they were out there to take these guys out with in a modern way. You know, so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of mm -hmm. cool. I liked it, but like, yeah. a lot of my friends thought that movie sucked, and a lot of people just did flat out didn't like it. But I, I enjoyed it. I like John yeah, Carpenter uh, though. That's just me. Uh, when I was a kid. Um, I actually tried to read the original Dracula. I don't know if you've ever tried to read it, but uh, Dracula, the the novel, is not written like a novel. It's like um, correspondence letters from all the different characters. So you're reading the people's letters, like, "Oh, I'm yeah. I'm at this. I arrived in Transylvania, and this and that." It, so uh, it, it's really it was a really difficult uh, book to read as a kid. But then you had the movie, which, by the way, I didn't know this, but, um, you know, like every kid, like I'm sure you at some point, you're probably a, a vampire for Halloween. I was a vampire. Like I think every kid's at some point's a vampire. You get the plastic Halloween teeth. Uh, and then you learn how to, to speak like a vampire, you know, and you go, I want to suck your blood, you know, that sort of blood. thing. And I didn't, right, well, I didn't realize this, but that's because he was Hungarian. That's that's how Bela Lugosi talked. Yeah. So that's what, we're not all doing a vampire voice. We're all doing Bela Lugosi. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love, I love Bella. Of course, I, if you've ever seen the film Ed Wood, which is, if you haven't, stop <laughs> sure. watching us and go watch it now. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of my all-time favorite films, but Bela Lugosi's portraying it quite coolly. But I mean, that's sort of the way Bella was, from what I've heard. He was just sort of, uh, uh, towards the end of his career, he was sort of uh, ostracized, a drug addict, and all these problems. But early yeah. in his career, when they would do, when Dracula was around, and when they would take that old tour and stuff, not, I mean, he was a he was a big player. He would, the women loved him, you know, like men feared him. He was a really cool character because that was a new thing back in those days. You know, but mm -hmm. yeah, I love I love his accent too. Think about what if he'd been from like the South or something. You we could have a we could have all been like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck y'all's blood. You know, something like that. Could right, have I'm gonna get you back yonder. Yeah, it would have been a whole whole different thing. You we would have been. You doing. know, while we're on vampires, I want to throw in a couple here because and mm -hmm. uh, one of these has been marginalized in the last few years, and it angers me. There's a great book called I Am Legend. It's a it's a mm -hmm. tremendous book, 
and uh, they've made several f- films on it. I think one was called The Omega Man, and the one I've got it yeah. now is The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. It's but uh, in the movie I Am Legend that had a Will, uh, Will Smith, Smith in yeah. it, which another movie, another one of the things I loved, he went to, to crap on. Uh, which just seems to be the, his thing he does to me. He, he takes the stuff out like it murders. And this was another murder. <laughs> I hated this movie. Hated. Hated. It, was not, it wasn't like the book. The premise in the book where everyone in the world has basically been absorbed uh, through this uh, hideous outbreak. And they've all become vampires. And this guy's trying to live in that world. It was a real creepy, uh, creepy premise. It's what I think you absolutely should should check out. Uh, uh, in the in the field because I thought it was a, a real good uh, movie and then another one that I thought was really good and I'm going to put it in the vampire section uh, because I mm-hmm. think it mostly fits this is one that uh, again it's another one that a lot of people don't like uh, it's called Layer of the White Worm uh, it's a British <laughs> film have you seen this one? So I saw this was on your list yeah. I will tell you that this is one of my buddy Jeff's favorite horror movies he's always mentioned it uh, I, for some reason, I thought this was from the 50s. Uh, I had never seen it, and since it was on your list, I watched it last night for the very first oh time. Oh, my gosh. Well, I've got to ask then, <laughs> Flack, having not seen this before, what did you think of Layer of the White Worm? Um, I thought there was uh, a lot of references to the old white worm. Um, so there's a lot of, <laughs> um, You know, it, it's... Um, it's definitely has an old. I can see why you would like it because it definitely has that old, uh, not old school vibe, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like the old town, like the, you know, it's like the ancient, uh, you know, th- these old stories of a dragon or a worm or something, and and then of course uh, it turns out to to uh, be able to manifest itself. It's a it's a woman who's. Uh, uh, kind of eternal. It was made in the. It's an '80s horror movie, so you're going to get lots of topless girls in it. Yeah. The uh, the the premise of this movie is basically like uh, there's a sort of a, a cult in an area, or really it's just one priestess who's uh, basically going around and getting people. Uh, and the what I like about the film is it. About this is an early Hugh Grant film, I might add. And uh, uh, what I like about it is it's that you never know where it's going. It's, it's an odd film. It, it, it has a little comedy. It's got a little uh, sexiness. It's got a little sacrilegiousness in various parts of it. But I think it's a real winner. If you haven't seen it before, uh, I think you would uh, super dig it. You know, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and finish up our list here uh, of the what we think is scary and not scary. We'll be back in two shakes. Uh, hang loose, everybody. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. You know, I, I was uh, in the middle of that, and uh, I, I heard someone knocking at the door, which is why I had to mute. And the reason and I opened the door... It was a gosh darn zombie. Yeah, they know. get around. Uh, They're actually and, a lot uh, of them are going to be running for office here in a few months. So <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> so so what do you think about uh, zombies on a scale of one? And zombies are one of those things. I mean, it, it's a, a big, big list, you know. But um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, how creepy are zombies? 
you know, um, mixed bag, really, because really, I mean, the the range of, of movie with zombies in it, it goes all over the map. I mean, in all honesty, there are some. I mean, hey, everyone, there are some. There are some great. There are some great ones. You know, there are some really good ones, and then there are some god awful ones. You know what I mean? Like for example, I mean, if you go back to Night of the Living Dead, that's a stone classic in my opinion. Oh man! And yep. they did a lot. They did a lot with what they had. You know, uh, we all know the way that was shot. We all know the budget it had. We all know, but it, it broke. It, again, we talked about it before with uh, The Exorcist. Uh, this broke uh, the mold uh, uh, as to what a zombie film is, you know, and, and what you could do. And and it was awesome. It's an awesome, creepy film, you know. They got it right. Uh, on the flip mm -hmm. side, like the sequels to this, and I know some people hold them in high regard, and I'm not going to badmouth them, but I didn't. The whole thing, like the, the, the uh, where hordes and hordes of zombies trap people in certain areas, stuff like that, it has to be really cleverly done for me to be interested in it. And for the most part, uh, uh, most movies don't do it for me. Now, I will say, I did like uh, Zombie Land, I think it was called, with the, which was sort of a comedy zombie flick. I thought that was a real fun movie, the first one. Uh, so, mm -hmm. and, or or uh, shot of the dead. I thought that was out the comedy. There's a oh, lot of comedy yeah. that can be derived from the zombie uh, movies, but I mean there aren't too many. I guess another one. I guess that would sort of <clears throat> fall. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it, if we could say this would fall in to the zombie movie. But I guess it would, which is Carnival of Souls, which I mentioned to you uh, a while back. Uh, that's another great f film of the era. It's more dreamy than. Uh, most zombie movies, uh, but you know, it seems like the dead are after the girl in that movie. So if you haven't seen, by the way, if you haven't seen Carnival of Souls, that's another one you hear a lot of people mocking it or whatever. But it's really good, you know. It and for years, no one knew what I was talking about, but it sort of had a resurgence the last you know ten years as people started figuring it out. Uh, what What do you think in the uh, zombie genre, Flack? Well, first of all, let me tell you uh, about Carnival of Souls. Um, uh, this is a great movie. Um, it it's, uh, kinda has that same thing that um, like uh, Jacob's Ladder has on the, uh, what's that called? The Occurrence on Owl, Owl Bridge or whatever that is. Uh, it's on those, Owl those... Creek Bridge. Owl Creek, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's those movies where, um, uh, you know, a whole movie happens, and then we kind of find out towards the end maybe what we think is happening. It's a what do they call it? Unreliable narrator, where what we think is happening is not what's really happening. Uh, but Carnival's a soul, Carnival of Souls uh, is definitely a classic. But um, you, you probably know this, but there's a trivia fact about Carnival of Souls. Uh, when they published the movie on the actual print, they forgot to put copyright. And so when they released, I mean, the minute they released the movie, it went into public domain because there was no copyright notice on the film. So um, that's why it's one of those movies that's always in the dollar bin. It's always, you know, because it is uh, public domain. They did not have a copyright on the movie. Um, I got <laughs> my DVD copy of this uh, a few years ago. I went to Dollar Tree around Halloween time, and I was looking, and there was a DVD... And I think it had, um, like the ape, <laughs> like those bad thirties oh, yeah. horror, like the ape and the ape and the great ape or ape escapes. It was like two movies on there. 
and it was a dollar for two movies. And I was like, what is that? And I picked it up, and then behind that, there was another one. And it had two different movies. And I started going through there, and there were altogether 16 different DVDs in there, 32 horror movies. Uh, but each one that had two movies was a dollar. So I spent $16 and got uh, all those all those old 30s and 40s black and white um, movies. And Carnival of Souls was one of the ones that was uh, in that pack. So that, that's where I got my copy. But yeah, what a deal. that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'd forgotten about like Shaun of the Dead and some of those other ones that were funny. Yeah. Um, you know, the uh, of course, Night of the Living Dead is uh, do a whole podcast on it, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's such a landmark uh, for a lot of reasons. Of course, there's like this the racial. There's this racial angle, you know, where the hero is this is a black man, and then they they're like they don't want to follow his lead even though he has the best idea to get them out of this situation and when you watch uh, the original Night of the Living Dead um, at the end of it it has like this really tragic ending but if you go into it thinking uh, like there is a solution like if these people had worked together and this guy had done this differently and there's all these things they could have got out of it but they they're not working together and they won't they won't listen to the right people and stuff so um, but all I mean, there's a hundred million bazillion sequels. Uh, you know, some authorized and most of them not authorized. Of those, um, the um, Dawn of the Dead was the one where they were all trying to get to him in uh, in the mall. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, and that one's okay. And I've read that that's supposed to be more of a take on like consumerism. You know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I need a. I don't need a lesson with my zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like people tell me, you know, Hey, this is how much fibers in your lucky charms. Like I ain't eating lucky charms to make sure I'm getting all my daily vitamins, you know? So, <laughs> um, and then return of the living dead. That was a big one. When I was a kid, it was always on HBO. And of course that was, um, kind of that, uh, black humor kind of stuff, you know, um, that, there was the there's always that thing where they've got um, one canister of this of the uh the gas that brought the zombies to life and then somebody breaks the canister and it goes goes out there but there there is um uh i mean there's been great zombie movies and then there's just some really really stinkers um i uh, i know you're not a fan of trauma um i hate this when uh, i hate this guy so much <laughs> when i when I first got my DVD player, like in 1999, I discovered Troma, and I went on eBay and I found this lot of like 50 Troma DVDs oh or something for like for like a hundred bucks, and I bought it. So I like I had like three DVDs, like I had Ghostbusters <laughs> and Lethal Weapon Four and something else, Stepmother or something like that, and then I had. There's a giant stack of trauma movies. What was that stupid and thing? The, 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 uh, the, with the janitor? What was that? The uh, shoot, the, the Toxic big, Avenger. The Toxic Avenger. Yes. That was their guy. And there's a new one coming out this year, they said. They're making oh, a new Toxic Avenger. Uh, but one of the first ones in that was a movie called Redneck Zombies. And uh, let me tell you, I mean, it literally, next time we're at Boat Fest, if like me, you, and Boat were to go out in West Virginia with a camcorder and just like 
stick some oatmeal on our face, we can make a better movie than Red Dead Zombies. It's terrible. It's really, really bad. Um, but uh, yeah, lots of good stuff in uh, zombie movies. I would say zombies. Um, I got to throw this out. Uh, there's a movie called Zombie in the U.S. It was called Zombie. It was actually overseas. It was released uh, as Zombie Two, uh, and it was like an unofficial uh, uh, sequel. They marketed it as a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, but that was um, uh, I think it's uh, Argento. It's Italian, you know, horror, uh, and that is um, and that's a pretty good zombie movie. I mean, that's like. Like it's like Night of the Living Dead, where you can go, hey, this is a platform, and then a lot of stuff is going to build on top of that, you know. Um, have you have you ever seen or heard of a movie called Night of the Creeps? Night of the yes. Creeps, where a spaceship, I believe it was, <laughs> dropped something in a graveyard, and it caused these like uh, space alien jacked up worms to infect the uh, the dead. Uh, it's a goofy flick. But it, I, I remember it was like, this was the big deal when I was a teenager in high school. Everybody was like, oh, we gotta mm. see Night of the Creeps. And it was a, I mean, it's a stupid movie. But it's yeah. it's good. And it does have, it's got two different endings I know of. And one of the endings is one of the all-time great endings uh, in it. But it's a, it's a fun, uh, campy load of garbage movie that, that I would say would fall into the zombie category. If you're looking for something to watch, you could do worse. And they, like I said, it's got some funniness in it, too. And it's got some people that you might even know. There's a couple semi-stars in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I put some other stuff on here. Unless you got big thoughts about aliens or Bigfoot or kids or whatever, we'll kind of move past some of that. But one thing I did want to ask you about is um, uh, kind of a genre, but also a plot device. Uh, and so we can talk about it in general, or if you have some, you know, some memories of movies or whatever that, but in general, like on a one to 10, uh, how scary do you find these found footage movies? They're way up there. <laughs> I will yeah. say, I don't, Yeah. I've seen, I mean, I, we mentioned last week, the Blair Witch Trial or Blair Witch Project, which I thought was mm -hmm. quite creepy, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's, I saw a movie called the, I think it was called the, uh, the thin man, or the tall man, or something. Oh yeah, tall man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I thought and I hate, I hate. I told Tree. I said, listen, I don't want to go see this movie. I don't want to see something that's gonna like disturb me for years. She's like, nah, <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. And then it did. So that one, I won't go right. do that again. That's another one I put on the list. And we mentioned, you know, anything like that where like you could come across footage, it, it's, you know, it could happen. You know that's the thing. Yeah. So it it does. It, I'd say that's way up the list. That's an eight or so for me. Yeah, depends on how they're done. Blair Witch was. Uh, you know, I just saw a meme pop up on uh, Twitter. Somebody posted this, and they said, uh, they said it, the meme said nobody who saw Blair Witch in 1999 thought it was real footage. Stop saying that. And I'm here to tell you that is wrong. That's what that is 100% wrong. Yeah. wrong. Um, I saw Blair Witch opening night in the theater. It had this build up, and if you remember, if you were there, there was a History Channel special, um, and it was called like Sticks and Stones or something like that. But they ran it on History Channel, and it was like a real documentary. I mean, real in air quotes about the Blair Witch. 
Yeah. And so they ran that on TV. And so people thought it was a real thing. Yeah. And we went to the thing and I am here to tell you, like, like this is not secondhand. Like I was there. <laughs> people poured out of the theater. And first of all, everybody was like, what just happened? Yeah. What happened? And then you're like, the witch, she makes you stand in the corner. They're like, oh my God, the witch got the guy, you know? And, um, uh, people were arguing like the whole theater. I don't know how many people are in a theater, a couple hundred people. We all moved to the sidewalk outside the theater. There's 200 people. We were all standing there on the sidewalk and we were talking to strangers and they're like, what was that real? Was that not real? What, what did they do? Why did they get rid of the map? Why would they, you know, I, mean, I, I can't even and, imagine but, seeing this in a theater because like I said, I watched at home where it was triple creepy. I can tell you that. Yeah. And uh, um, the ending is so puzzling. Like, I'll watch the ending two or three times, and I couldn't stomach it anymore. I was getting too nervous. But mm -hmm. it, I can imagine how this would go. And then, But I think this is one of those films that's like, it. the the your the quality of enjoyment you get from it depends on the amount of that you invest into it. You know, if you're, if you're sure. paying attention and, and you think that you know you understand the plight of these guys and what you know or i think part of it also might be like have i been lost in the woods which i have you know not a fun thing and then you think to yourself but someone coming after me which that's worse you know not good uh, uh mm -hmm. the way and it ramps up the the tension uh, expertly i mean they, they made this movie for nothing and it was i mean the, it's probably one of the biggest ratios of money making of all time and you're right, this yeah. thing had a buzz that no one ever heard. And you're right, to all the people that say, ah, oh, no one uh, bought that. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. Now, there are yeah. people who will tell you now, oh, I got it figured out. But, I mean, when I watched it, up until a certain point, I thought to myself, man, this is one freaky, freaky thing. And, and if, you know, it's they built it very, it's very uh, brilliantly put together with, you know, the whole concept. Because that's another thing. We hadn't seen those kind of films that much. And so that made a big difference. right. right. I'm going to ask you, this is a film I'm going to bet money you haven't seen, but it was called Jersey Devil. Have you seen this movie? I think I did. I believe it or not. I'm, just I'm, found I'm, I'm from really? New Jersey. And so oh, I, I, okay. I, that's sort of a, one of my things. But I, to be honest, I don't remember anything about it. It is a found footage film that is very, very similar to The Blair Witch. It's about uh, a bunch of uh, kids. I have seen this, yes. I absolutely yes. have. They're doing research and they go out and um, and what and they get somebody gets killed or the party gets killed and they find the footage right and uh, the plot device which is a, not exactly 100 technical how it worked but that the tape that had the killer uh, of the of the Jersey Devil was was uh, covered was erased in static and so as they're going through the movie they're trying to recover the footage and there's another guy working on the film with them and so. Um, you know, eventually they recover enough of it and then they play it and we realize that it's not the Jersey Devil that killed the people. It was the guy um, that had been working with them. But it is almost beat for beat. Uh, it's very, very similar to the Blair Witch. And it came out a year after the Blair Witch and everyone called it a ripoff. But in reality, it was made before the Blair Witch. It predates the Blair Witch by about a year and a half, but it didn't get wide distribution. So nobody had seen it. And then once Blair Witch came out and those types of movies took off, um, then 
uh, uh, then it got released and everybody's like, oh, it's a ripoff of Blair Witch, but it was actually first. And, and um, It's funny, I never uh, knew this was even released in the theater. That's what threw me. I must have, mm. I'm pretty sure this is what I downloaded uh, uh, some time ago. Uh, and mm -hmm. I will say there's a couple, uh, I, there's a couple, there's some, if you're into the Jersey Devil at all, which is, it is pretty fascinating legend. There's some really mm -hmm. good uh, documentaries and whatnot on him. You know, the, the, the funny thing with these found footage movies, they, of course, once you made one, everyone wanted in on the act. And this is sort of out of school, since we talked about it last week, but there was a show that was based on found footage called Freaky Links that I used to watch. And where they, <laughs> did you ever see Freaky Links? It was, I, I don't know if I saw it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it didn't last long. It was in the Fox spot of death on Friday nights uh, yeah. for X-Files. Same place that uh, everything dies. Firefly died. Briscoe County Jr. died. This died. Everything dies. Uh, but uh, they, the whole premise of this thing was uh, they videotaped everything and, you know, the whole nine job. They used the web extensively because it was real early for that. You know, so the, mm. the, that's sort of what these things birthed. You know, a lot of was it was it fictional? Stuff. Oh was gosh, it? yes, absolutely, yeah. Okay, fictional. okay, it wasn't like a documentary. Froggy, look into it. it. I thought it was called Freaky Links. I've got, I've got a Freaky Links T-shirt somewhere in the house. I'm probably the only <laughs> one. But yeah, found footage. Uh, it's up to, it's near the top of the list right there. Yeah, yeah. When it's done right, you know, it's good. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Uh, we went to, um, uh, you remember there was a huge buildup for Cloverfield. Yes. When that was going to come out. And that was going to be a found footage thing. They kept showing this scene of everybody running across uh, whatever it was, the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. And then the Statue of Liberty's head came falling down or whatever. And so I told my wife, I go, this thing is going to be huge. This movie is going to be huge. And so we pre-bought tickets. Um, like the, you know, the kind where you have like an assigned seat or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, all tickets to go, are now. <laughs> yeah. Right. To go uh, midnight, opening night, and we yeah. went, and there was only one other couple. There. <laughs> really? Only, there was only two of us. I was so surprised, but it was like the Thursday night at midnight, so it's like a work night kind of thing, yeah. you know? And um, uh, and it was, you know, if you remember, the first 10, 15 minutes of that is just a shaky cam, the whole thing, you know? Oh, I remember and, it uh, quite well. Yeah. And so we're watching the movie. And then the only the only other couple was they were right behind us, like one row behind us. And uh, about ten minutes into it, the lady spills her drink. I just it's like you pour your drink out on the ground, like you know. Yeah. And then uh, and then they got up and left. And then I smelled it, and I go, oh, that wasn't her drink. Like she had actually gotten sick from all the the uh, shaky cam. Yeah. Well, and, and so I, that's exactly yeah, it was just what awesome that lady's puke. That's odd that's <laughs> puke, but this is one of the, this might be the only movie I ever saw in my whole life that made yeah. me nauseous. Uh, and I, I've never had that happen. You know, I'll tell you another one that did it, that yeah. uh, that that did it after I saw this. I saw, um, oh, geez, it's another Stephen King one. It had like Cthulhu creatures. I'm trying to think of the name of this thing. But it was another one that had like a lot of handy cam and shake it around and whatnot. And man, yeah. it, it's it made me sick. But this was the king right here. This thing, yeah. I know I don't get car sick, I don't get seasick, but this one did it to me. It must have hit me wrong. And so I can absolutely see why that happened. 
I wasn't yeah. overly impressed with this movie, to be honest with you, because they showed so little of what was going on. Then they went to that whole right. area in the sewer part where you're sort of, that sort of secondary crap. I want to see the big Yeah, deal. the kind of dog little things yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd rather have not gotten that part in. But yeah, it still was, it was an intriguing concept. It's like, what happens when Godzilla comes to your town? Well, bad crap, that's what. Yeah, know. bad stuff, yeah. you know. Um, okay, so, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, uh, you know, I kind of sent Aaron an outline, which is like my head, uh, it's just like, uh, ADD captured, um, <laughs> in text format, but, um, uh, I want to get to, you know, tonight is, uh, Friday the 13th, and obviously we've got Halloween coming up, and so I, I made a list of some of the scariest movies that I, I've, uh, to me, are some of the scary. Now, not necessarily my favorite horror movies, but the ones that kind of scared me the most. So, um, uh, I don't know. I could run down these. Maybe we could talk about these. And then if you have some that you think are super scary, uh, we could throw those in as well. Does that sound good? Yeah, go. That sounds good Okay, to me. so uh, the first one I put on the list was Halloween. Um, uh, Halloween, for me, uh, it, it checks... All those boxes, uh, obviously, you know, the, um, uh, all the all the classic '80s slasher movies have, um, you know, things. Obviously, they're they're classics for a reason, right? But Halloween is a classic because uh, if you've ever watched the movie, you know, um, uh, you know, he's like he's evil, he's evil incarnate, you know. Um, uh, Michael Myers doesn't have a motive. And, uh, I mean, uh, not originally, uh, or not much of one, let's say. Uh, and, you know, the fact that he's wearing this mask makes him this emotionless killer. So you don't see a guy who's angry. You don't see a guy who's laughing. You don't see a guy who's crazy. You just see this emotionless mask, you know. And um, one of the things I think that I always find scary in movies is when people get attacked in their homes. You know, I think... Homes are kind of your your safe place at your haven. You know, at night, um, you lock you lock the deadbolt or you lock the door, and you go, nobody's going to get me. You know, I'm safe in my house. So, when the monster shows up in your house, when you can't, you know, you and you're running through your house, or whatever, like that's the stuff that that um, nightmares are made of. So that was uh, one of the ones I put on. Are you a fan of uh, Halloween, the series, the first movie? Oh Any yeah, of, the uh, first one's a is a is a classic creepy mm -hmm. as all get out uh, jiggly curse double double fine in that by the way uh mm -hmm. it's funny the the rob zombie remake of the first movie a lot of people didn't like it where it showed more in the the background of the kid and whatnot but actually i thought that kind of fleshed things out quite nicely frankly uh and i'm not the biggest yeah. fan of zombie stuff but i like i kind of like the part you know where they showed the past it was interesting, mm -hmm. uh, but this is a great movie. It builds up the tension. They do everything right in this, you know. And they had the exact right cast of of hotties who could who could run away from this guy. The ending's great, you know. It had everything going for it. Uh, so I'm yeah. a big fan. Man, of course, they had yeah. uh, Donald Pleasance in there as well, who's great. Yeah, I watched who it was. It was Donald Pleasance, right? It was in the play, the old Brave. Yeah, yeah, guy. yeah. Yeah, his yeah, the character. Yeah, it was Doctor Loomis. Doctor um, Loomis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've watched every Halloween movie. I watched those the last three where they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, yeah. I mean, they really, really. I watch those. Uh, <laughs> they destroyed the end of of the the end of the the 
the entire series. They, What's your they opinion took on Halloween? I believe it was was it three? Season of the Witch was that three? Yes. Because um, so, that one has a, a lot of different opinions. Um, so at the time, uh, I didn't like it because none of us liked it because it wasn't Halloween, right? right. So um, I'm sure you know the story is that uh, originally uh, John Carpenter wanted to make every Halloween movie different, yeah. right? Um, and then um, because Halloween was so huge... The studio was like, no, 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 you gotta make a sequel. So then that was Halloween 2. I think that was the one where they were, she was in the hospital. It was like the next night, or it continues, right? Um, uh, the next night. Yeah. So, um, uh, and he didn't want to do that, right? So then they were like, fine, you know, after that you can do your thing. So then they did Season of the Witch, um, which at the time was just vilified because everybody was like, it's not Halloween. Where's Michael Myers? Where's all the stuff, you know? Um, and what's funny is, I believe in Halloween three, uh, season of the witch. Uh, they want on TV. They see a commercial for the movie Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so it's in a, it's in a different universe than than uh, what Halloween's in. I think I did a thing one time. There's like, I think there's six different timelines for Halloween movies because uh, it gets weird. It gets really weird. He was like, basically making a. His idea was, I'm going to make a full length feature anthology series every year basically every year a new right. thing it's not the worst idea frankly you know it's but really yeah no they're doing it now it. with um no they're doing it with um i just saw uh vhs 85 uh i don't know if you've seen any of the vhs series but I they are it's it's that's it's exactly what it is it's a it's a horror anthology they're doing them every year the first couple were um i think theatrical releases uh and then after that uh shutter picked it up and so shutter is just doing a streaming them once a year and the, the latest one came out this week and it's all segments that take place in 1985 so they all look like they're on uh vhs uh recorded on on videotape and and um it's not very good but uh but yeah i mean so that it was a good idea it's just uh, you gotta you gotta tell people what's coming you can't just surprise people you know in the um the last Halloween movie was like Michael Myers is barely in it, you right? Know? And you just can't do that, you know. So people have a, a certain expectations now, yeah. right? If you call it Halloween, um, but uh, you know that movie uh, has found uh, it's now a cult classic. Like it found uh, its audience. It just took a long time. It had to be almost like a generation later, like a generation of kids that weren't expecting. A Halloween movie, you know, uh, with Michael Myers. And so now, you know, Silver Shamrock and they sell replicas of all those masks and, and, uh, people know the song and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it, it definitely found, uh, uh, an audience. It just took a long time. Yeah, it did. Um, we can touch on this and we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, uh, under scariest movies, I put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh um, man, that's probably my all time scariest I've ever been was watching that movie. I, I'd scared I saw it at a, a birthday party. I went to a guy's uh, birthday party, party and they were, they were like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to watch this movie. And I just, the whole time I was like, geez, you know? Um, and again, it's, to me, it's, it's scary because it, uh, it falls under that thing where uh, the people are just bad people because they're bad people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cannibals. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, and so yeah, there's a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that have happened. On there was the remake. I saw the remake. You know, there was a, one of my favorite scenes 
Uh, there was that remake, and it's not that old, like two years old, three years old, something like that, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, uh, they go to this town, and Leatherface has the chainsaw, and all these people are on a tour bus, and he comes on the door, and it's the only entrance. So he's going to get everybody, right? Um, and he's got the chainsaw, and then they show the scene from the back of the bus, and every single person puts their cell phone up, and they start recording. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just think that's exactly what would happen today. Yeah, I um, agree with that. But this movie, when I when I look over all the things I've seen in my whole life that screwed me up, it, this is this is right near the top. I remember sitting through this. I think all, a lot of the scary movies I watched that in my early days were like at my granny's when she had mm -hmm. HBO or Cinemax or whatever she had because we didn't have that, and so I was ill prepared. When, because there were other people watching the movie, which meant I had to just sit there. You know how it was. There was one TV in the house at Granny's mm -hmm. house, and someone else was controlling it. There's nowhere else to go, so I was a right, captive right. audience. Man, that I, I'll i never watch it again. I shan't watch it again. I caught up <laughs> the second one same way. I shan't watch that one again either. No the second one's good. I mean, uh, well, it's. I mean, it's uh... I mean, I don't know. if you like if you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, the second yeah, one is good. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, this one I will say some... scary, disturbing. Yeah, yeah. Then they, then they kind of went downhill after that. Um, I, I for things that scared me, I put uh, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Um, yeah, I was I was a late comer. I think the first of the mo of the series that I saw was Army of Darkness, so I didn't really understand the whole universe yeah that's a lot lighter uh, fare than the other ones were right you know you've got the what are they the deadites is that the little versions of of ash or whatever yeah. uh, uh i don't know they got the little ashes and you got it's kind of almost i mean there's some almost like three stooges um uh slapstick in in army of darkness you know uh but i went and um I went back and watched, uh, I don't remember if I watched Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2 first. I don't remember which one, but it scared the pee out of me. That movie was terrifying. Yeah. And they did the remake, and the remake was terrifying, the first one. And then, uh, you know, they've kind of got a little sillier as time went on. But that. When you're in a, a cabin and you got somebody that's turning into a monster in a basement, it's. That's creepy, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I, my friend. Uh... Gerlock had a, has granny had lived in this house beside his house, and they eventually put her in an old folks' home. And so we got to use the house all the time. So mm -hmm. you're in your own house, and so they yeah. would watch every sort of everything you could think of, you know, blood sucking freaks and ten thousand maniacs and all these other or one thousand <laughs> maniacs, whatever it was. They would watch all these hideous movies, and this was yep. one that they put on. I was there, and of course you're there with your buddies, so you can't look like a giant puss. But I was like, right. my God. And it's funny to look at them now because they're so, they're like Robocop in a way. They're so over the top and insane. It was like, right. I mean, huge torrents of blood, all this goofy crap, and the monsters all are goofy. It's just a goofy, even the first one was scarier, but sort of goofy. The second one was pretty goofy, and then the third one was real goofy. But they're disturbing. You're right, people being possessed, people getting killed. Yeah. That freak in the basement, I can hear her voice right in my head right now. You know, when mom, she's, yeah, yeah. When she's whacking the, whacking the door, yeah. what now? My God, mm -hmm. a scary film, but great. And also, of course, you got Ash catching out of the, 
or Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum is the, is the guy from Pokemon. You get Ash Williamson, <laughs> which is great. Ash is awesome. Bruce Campbell, uh, uh, who went on to have a great career, uh, did a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And I even watched a TV show for the first couple seasons it was on. It was okay, you know, yeah. uh, but it, it wasn't bad. But as a great series of films. If I had to pick a favorite, it'd be the third one just because it's, it's more palatable and it's a lot more funny. But they're all right, good. Right. They're all quite good. I enjoyed every one of them. I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I was in uh, maybe ninth grade, 10th grade, I had a, mo- my, a motorcycle. So I could go, I could drive, I could go wherever I wanted by myself. And I went to the mall one time. And I think uh, I just heard about maybe Evil Dead 2 or something. Yeah. And I went to the mall and I found a copy of the Necronomicon. Remember they were selling oh, that? The Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I bought it. You know, and it was yeah. a paperback, and I came, I came home, you know, and I was looking, and it was like uh, the tales of the mad monk, and it had all these symbols and stuff, and it said, you know, if you read this, you could, a demon will help you, or a spirits will help you with your, and I, I just got weirded out, man. I was like, I was like, I don't know that I should own this, you know, and so <laughs> I went and I, I, told, I told my mom, I was like, hey, listen, mom, I gotta tell you, like, I, I got this book, you know, and, uh, and my mom goes. She goes, uh, you think uh, they sell books that let you summon demons at Barnes and Noble? <laughs> <I'm> not <going. laughs> I go, yeah, that's probably a good point. Probably not. She goes, yeah, you might look at Of course, we didn't have the internet back then. You couldn't just Google and say, oh, just some made up, you know, hooey fooey. Or you know, but- we had that book in my <laughs> middle school library. Okay. <laughs> so I have seen it many times. Written by the mad Arab Abdul Alcazar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not bound in human flesh. I will say uh, there's a, there's a really good since we're talking about films. There's a good movie called uh, The Necronomicon that was out back in the day. I think it's in the '80s. Uh, yeah, that has Jeffrey Combs in it. If you know the same guy that was in uh, that was in oh. uh, uh, Reanimator. Is it? Yeah. And it's sort of, as I recall, I can't remember if it's an anthology movie or just a straight movie. But I remember enjoying it quite a bit. So that's one, that's one if you want something really bizarre to kick into. That's kind of a more conventional, fun horror movie. I like the idea that in your uh, high school, your mid high, that if uh, demons showed up or whatever, all they'd have to do is go to the library and get the card to see who had checked out that book. Yeah. And then they would go down. That would be their list of suspects. Right well, you needed that book for your demon summoning uh, three o'clock, you know, seventh period. You got to get in there. Right. You know, then, and then uh, that's when you want to be sure to turn in on time. You don't want to get that note sent home to your parents like, well, little Johnny hasn't turned in the Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Evil Dead, uh, good one. Yeah, I put um, uh, on scary movies. I put Last House on the left. I'm gonna guess this is not a movie that is a favorite of yours. No, um, I won't even say that it's a favorite of mine. I knew of uh, it. I, I would say that. I, I was aware of it. it terrified me. It ter- yeah. and it's um, again, it's that type of ter- it's that horror where you don't um, people didn't deserve it. You know, they just they just got it. Uh, and uh, wrong place, wrong time, you know. Uh, and um, there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of movies around that time that had to do like bad things. I'm trying to dance around this topic here, but bad things happened to women, and then women had to get revenge. 
You know what I mean? It was that the old kind of a grave routine. Exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. Um, and, and yeah, it was, uh, um, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to watch that kind of horror, you know, um, uh, and it, but it is horror, you know, um, but it's not like ghosts or whatever. It's like, like the kind of horror that could happen in real life. You yeah. know, I, I think that's what, uh, uh, that's what got me on that one. Like I said, I, I don't know if you have anything to say on, uh, last house I, I on the left. I didn't see but... that one. I, I moved out the door on that one. Not any, I know. I know I'm going to say it's, it's a skipper for you. No one, yeah. no brother on that one. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where it plants those seeds and the next time you're at the lake and then some people come by and they park in a van and then you're like, well, is that going to be the inbred guys that are going to take us and kill us, you know, or, uh, um, yeah, it, it's a rough that, one. What a way to go, too. No, no thanks. Yeah, around here, that's a viable possibility. By the way, yeah. And then uh, I put um, uh, for scariest movies. This is this came out about ten years ago, but I put The Descent on here. I don't know if you saw The I Descent. I heard about this uh, one. It's another one. I was like, I'm not gonna go see that one. But yeah, I did hear about this one. You know, it's a uh, it's one of those where. Uh, uh, <laughs> A good horror movie is like where you go, boy, the the worst thing that could possibly happen has happened, and then things get worse, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and it's about these these uh, six girls, and they go uh, spelunking in a cave, and they have it all planned out. They're like, hey, you know, uh, worst case scenario, there's three exits out of this cave, and we got a map, and we got all this. And they get down in this cave, and then right off the bat, there's a cave in. So they're not getting out of the cave. And then one of the girls says, by the way, I took you to a different cave. So we don't have a map. Um, and we don't know that there's an exit. And then one of the girls falls into a hole and breaks her leg. And you go, Jesus, could anything get worse? And that's when the monsters show up. <laughs> and you go, yeah, it could get a lot worse. It's about to. <laughs> they are... They look like Gollum, uh, and you, there's one chasing them, and then all of a sudden, there's a hundred chasing them. I mean, it's... Uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I have mentioned on podcasts and stuff that we recently went to Mexico and we went to visit a cenote, which is essentially a cave that you could go in and swim in. And, uh, I just saw the descent again recently and I was glad I didn't watch it before I went to Mexico because there's no way I'd be down in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would cure me of that immediately. I listened to, I watched a show on YouTube and they have a podcast too. It's called Scary Interesting, I think it's what it's called. And they, he goes mm -hmm. over a lot of like horrible stories with, involving splunking and, and deep sea diving and stuff. And so just without the monster, this would be a horrific scene. I mean, people. It's bad enough, right? People straight up die all the time doing that. So you throw in some little, yep. little freaks, you know, the Morlocks are in town, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, I read the trivia on The Descent, and it said that um, there is no real cave. No real cave appears in that movie. That every single shot is uh, on a soundstage. They made all that cave because they said filming inside a cave would have been too difficult. Yeah. So they built built their own cave, and then there's a shot at the beginning where they're, they're like going down in the cave, and it says that shot is um, CGI. So there's no cave. There's no no real cave appears in that movie, which is crazy. That's something and you by tell the way, yourself while you're watching that. It. It's like, oh, they're not really stuck. <laughs> uh, this one is, is uh, I mean, you might want to 
plug your ears for the next 15 seconds because I'm going to tell a minor spoiler. I mean, kind of a major spoiler about the ending. But there's two endings to this movie as well. There's the original UK ending. And when audiences saw it, they said, this is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. And this will never fly in the United States. And so in the United States, they cut the last 30 seconds off the end of the film. Uh, and now if you get the DVD, I have it on DVD, and you could watch both endings. Um, but here, here's what I'll say. On the U.S. version, one person makes it out of the cave. and the U.K. version, nobody makes it out of the cave. It is... One, it's right up there with, um, oh, it wasn't, uh, not the fog. What was the, uh, what was the Stephen King movie where, uh, they were all, uh, the, the monsters were coming out of the, oh, the mist. That's the, the one mist. I was talking about that made me sick. That's the other one was the mist. That's exactly the one it was. I, that was a sleeper to me. I thought that was a pretty good flick. I like that. I, yeah, I liked it till the ending. Yeah, the ending got a little weird, and then it got real weird at the end, but yeah. Yeah, it, it got pretty, uh, yeah, but up until that, because, uh, you know, The Mist, um, Stephen King does this. Uh, Stephen King likes to take a handful of people that are all different and throw them all in a situation. Yeah. And then let the people interact. That's what he did with It. That's what he did with uh, The Stand. That's what he did with uh, Dark Tower. You know, so that's what he does, right? He takes a bunch of people and throws them together. And so you think about the mist where all of a sudden there's monsters coming to that and you're stuck in a supermarket with a bunch of strangers and you don't know how people are going to uh, react. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a, that's a, uh, do you take command? Uh, do you sit in the back? Do you, I mean, I'll go hide in the back and eat all the zingers. If we ain't going to make it, I'm going. I like I'm going to the host style, baby. Last year. Just be the just be the guy who lays around and does nothing like a rock. I believe that was your strategy for me <laughs> lost in the woods. So I think that's a, that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the guy that would survive this the whole ordeal and then be sued by one of the other survivors. That's how it would usually that's how I picture it working. Yeah, exactly. You end up at court later. You're like, I didn't know it was gonna be a giant worm <laughs> thing. <laughs> I just said go out there, you know. Um, so we can transition from the scariest ones to, uh, I, I kind of made a list of, uh, my favorite horror movies. And, um, uh, again, I, I, I could run through some of these, some we've already touched on we can jump through, um, uh, night of the living dead. We've already talked about yeah. it, it. It's such a classic. It's a classic, I you agree. know, um, I agree with that you watch it from beginning to end. It's just a film structure. Uh, one of the great things about that movie is there's so many horror movies where, uh, not necessarily today, today they get into it, but there's a lot of old horror movies where you're going to have a 15, 20, 30 minute setup. Yeah. You know, you got to get to the haunted house. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, it night. I mean, I don't know what night of the living dead. You see a zombie in the first minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty quick, yeah. you know? So, um, it runs, uh, it, it, you get into it right away and right till the end, which is great. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it goes. So that that's um, uh, definitely on my list. And by the way, uh, when I say my list of favorite horror movies, I narrowed this down uh, from about 2000. Yeah, to, yeah. I've got a huge... About five yeah. or six, you know. <laughs> um, I put The Gate on this list. Did oh, you ever see oh, The man. Gate? Long ago. I saw it a, a sleepover way, way back. Uh, my God. You know, uh, uh, my buddy Jeff and I, like, we resembled the two kids in the gate. Like, he was tall and skinny and had those big glasses, and I was the shorter version. Um, 
Uh, man, there's that scene in the gate. Remember where there's the, uh, uh, I mean, that the, the thing is that they find this geode and then the geode opens this hole and it's basically a hole to hell uh, in their backyard, you know, and then things start coming out. But there's a, like a construction workman that they find that was stuck in the wall, that was boarded up in the walls of their house. And, and there's that scene when he falls and he turns into all the little ones and all. I mean, that movie was terrifying. Yeah. There's some scary stuff in that movie. And of course there was also, this is the eighties. So you got that big scene where he's playing the, the, what was it? Uh, the killer dwarves. That was, a, he's listening to the killer dwarves and he plays the record backwards. And then that starts, you know, so you gotta, you play into all that. But, um, uh, there, there is a gate two. I actually have gate two, both of them on DVD, and uh, the gate two is terrible. <laughs> I never even heard of that, so that doesn't surprise me. No, and it's many years later too. It's uh, the kids. Uh, it's the same. The tall, skinny kid. He's back in it. He's driving around in his car and stuff. It's it's not good. Um, let's see what else I have on this list. Uh, Funhouse is Funhouse. Uh, is that? Um, Something that you saw or was in your wheelhouse? I haven't seen Funhouse. I think I remember oh, it vaguely, but I don't. I don't remember anything about it. I don't. Funhouse. It. it. It's. Uh. It was actually made by um. Uh. Toby Hooper, and so he. It's. Uh. It's his film that he made between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. Depending oh, great. On That's all we need. How much you. Right, how much you believe that he did Poltergeist? Um, uh, and people have gone back and forth yeah, on that. But I've uh, heard that. Uh, uh, Funhouse is um, there's these these kids that go to a carnival. Uh, it, it's like a double date. They go to a carnival, and then one of the girls' uh, younger brother, he's sneakily tagging along. But they go to this this carnival, and uh, they go through the funhouse ride, which is kind of scary, and then they kind of do the, basically, the gist of it is they, they hop out of the ride, and um, uh, they hide in the funhouse, right? And so there's a guy that, he wears this mask, he almost looks like Frankenstein, and he's helping work the funhouse, and then what we find out is he's this really deformed monster looking guy. He looks like Sloth from the Goonies. Um, and he's like an inbred kind of monster guy. And his dad is is the guy that runs the funhouse. Actually, it's the same actor that plays the, the Barker. The same actor plays a bunch of different parts. Um, but what happens is um, the monster guy uh, basically pays to uh, like uh, the... Um, fortune teller lady's also a prostitute and um uh so she hires him to come in and the kids are watching they're like he he, he you know spying on him and uh the the monster ends up killing the prostitute and the dad comes in and he's like hey we can't let anybody know about it and then the kids make a noise and they're like uh oh <laughs> and so now it's on i mean now it's a chase movie where they're trying to find the kids and they're having to hide all through this fun house and one at a time they're getting killed and stuff. It's a great, great movie. I mean, it's it's a simple, simple setup, you know, but it's just done so well. I love the idea of being in a fun house. You know what I mean? Like a haunted house yeah. on rails. Like, like it takes place in there. It's just so good. Um, now there, there's a, a one little bit of controversy about this film is that there's a a, a list of um, uh, gosh what is it I'm just drawing a blank right now but um, uh, it was when the UK uh, came up with their 
the naughty list of uh, movies. I forgot what it's called, but uh, it's they basically they came up with a list of uh, seventy-five movies. The video nasties uh, over there, yeah. The video nasties. Thank you, thank you. There's actually a documentary about the video nasties. It's really good. Um, and there's a really terrible movie called Funhouse uh, that's apparently just full of nudity and sex and violence and stuff like that. And so they put Funhouse on the video nasty list in the UK, but I think, mistakenly, this is the movie that they ended up banning. <laughs> so this, this movie, because it has the same name, so they banned this name in the UK. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it's a really good movie, and uh, it got the uh, it got released on uh, Blu-ray 4K a couple of years ago with a commentary track and stuff, and so it's really good. Um, I, yeah, I just really enjoy it. But part of it's the setting, you know, I think, for me. Um, let's see, we talked about Jaws. Uh, this is one that we can't go through uh, a horror movies without talking about, and it is uh, the 1982 movie from John Carpenter, The Thing. Um, now, are you a fan of the thing? Did you like the original? It's, it's Did you like very, the? I didn't see the 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 remake. I mean, I saw the Carpenter one, which I I didn't. Okay. I, I never saw the black and white one or any of the one that came after. Uh, so, I, but I saw the that is a is a frightening film, especially if you haven't seen it uh, the first time. I went in. I went in not knowing anything about it. I thought it was going to be like The Shining, where they were just stuck in the winter. You know, like. Abandoned, like I had no idea when I went into that movie, and I saw it relatively late. I mean, I probably saw it for the first time in the past ten years. I don't know how I never saw it. Um, and I was a, a big fan of uh, Kirk Douglas. Like oh, yeah. I love Big Trouble in Little China. I love uh, Snake Plissken. <laughs> you know, I love all those movies. So, um, uh, the thing is. Um, I would say similar to Jaws in that it's just gosh darn almost perfect. It's just almost a perfect movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it plays on multiple levels of horror. I mean, obviously there's a level of horror like, okay, there's a monster in the camp and we can't leave the camp. You leave the camp, you're going to freeze to death. You can't leave, right? Yeah. So we're stuck here isolation with this intact. monster. Yeah. But then it amps it up, and the monster can look like other people. So now you can't trust anybody, you know. Uh, and, and so that um, it, it's a whole, a whole nother level of horror. This is such a good movie. Um, you know, we live in an age where you could do anything with CGI. You could write anything in your script. You could just say, okay, in this screen. You know, in the next scene, the guy's eyeballs go out of his head and they turn into butterflies and they fly. And you go, well, okay, we'll just, we'll just do it in CGI. It doesn't matter, right? But back in the day of practical effects, like there was something to be said to make something that would scare the bejesus out of you. And they did it in the thing. There's yeah. some creep, that head, the spider thing with the head on it. I mean, there's stuff at that's the just time, bizarre. At the time, that was one of the scariest special effects I'd ever seen. It was just like, Jeez. oh my God. Yeah, horrific. Yeah, is, I agree. This is another one that's on the top of the list. Real scary. Terrifying, terrifying movie. Um, absolutely love it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, this is definitely, I mean, you got to be in the right mood to sit down and watch it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you can't just be like, hey, I'm bored tonight. I'm going to put on the thing. But man, when you're in the, when you're in the, uh, when you're in the mood for it. And by the way, the, uh, the newer one that came out uh, is pretty good. 
And then what you find out at the end of it is that it's really a prequel. It kind of ends where the thing starts. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so there's a little bit it, of... So maybe that, that might put me over the edge on that. Yeah, so it, it's it's um, it's a good watch. But yeah, any any film... Uh, I see a super tech boy in the chat mentioned um, body snatcher movies. And yeah, it's, it's any of those type of movies where, um, like I said, when it looks like somebody... And I guess you could even say like a possession type movie or, you know, when it looks like your friend, but they're not acting like your friend, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that, that's just a certain, a certain level of horror. Uh, uh, I put on here, um, black Christmas, black Christmas is a, um, it's called, uh, I believe it is, is, uh, the first slasher film. It's kind of referred to as the first slasher film. Uh, Black Christmas takes place in a sorority and there's a guy who keeps calling and, and heavy breathing and, and all this stuff. And then the sorority girls start dying and stuff like that. Um, there's a very, very traumatic death uh, towards the end of the film where a uh, uh, one of the girls, and by the way, I believe that's uh, Margot Kidder. Yeah. Uh, this is one of her early roles uh, before she was Lois Lane. Um, before she lost her mind. Um, but there is a, a death where the killer sneaks up behind a girl and basically saran wraps her. And, uh, and you sit there and you watch someone suffocate <laughs> through the saran wrap. You know what I mean? Like he's just wrapping them up. And, uh, it, it is terrifying. It's a, it's a scary movie. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, sometimes, like like I said, some of these movies, like Jaws, um, and, and or uh, um, Night of the Living Dead, like they're just such great, perfect movies. I don't think that um, Black Christmas is necessarily perfect, um, but it, it's it's the template. You know what I mean? It's every other movie that came after it. Of there's a guy that's stalking people in the house and he's getting them one by one. It's like this is the first one. So if you watch this. You know, you could save yourself from watching a thousand other ones, yeah, which did not save me. Yeah. Right. And then I watched all the other thousand too. Um, uh, you know what? I'll skip down here too. Um, Rosemary's Baby, which is another one. You oh, know, man, Rosemary's yeah. Baby. Um, I actually read the book and uh, very rarely, I would say the book and the movie are 99% identical. Uh, I mean, it is literally, the movie is literally uh, the book. So, you know, a lot of these things obviously get changed, uh, you know, over time or whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, um, you know, again, it's uh, that older, it's uh, late, I think late 60s, right? Maybe early 70s. I think it's late 60s. Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's it's definitely like a tension kind of horror. It's old school kind of horror. It is. Um I saw and this it's, at it's, church camp, if you can believe it. It was we were up late. And yeah. It was on in the middle of the night. I know yeah. what it was, and we missed the very beginning of it. So we missed the like yeah. the normal part, because most of this movie is just sort of weird, not scary. Mm -hmm. And but they right. at the end, of course, that's it's paranoid, it right? Scary. Paranoia, you know. Yeah. But uh, 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 gosh, this is another one that really was had a lot of Jack. It's just one of the, considered one of the all-time great horror films. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I mean, certainly it delivers on what it's doing. It does a good job mm -hmm. of giving you, you know, it it the 
premise is good. I, I like it. Sure. But it, and it's another one I get freaked out over because it's so it's cre it is creepy. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, and again it, it's it's that same type of um, paranoia where it's like you got the nice neighbors, you got your husband, you got the people, and then if, first of all you find out they're all working together. Yeah. And and that you know you you, you don't trust your husband. So you go talk to the doctor, and then by the time when you get home, your husband's like, hey, the doctor told me. It's like, you can't trust anybody. There's no, nobody can keep a secret. You know what I mean? There, It's constantly just um, uh, people either uh, in front of you or behind your back betraying your trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, I know there's a... a, a of course, it, it became part of our vernacular, uh, the term gaslighting. But, um, you know, there, there was the original, I don't know what it was, 30s, 40s, uh, the film Gaslight, you know, uh, which is where it comes from. And it is an entire movie where, the you know, the, the husband is slowly trying to convince the woman that she is crazy. And he keeps doing things and moving things and doing And so that's where the term gaslighting comes from. But it's that weird horror kind of paranoia where we, when somebody that you think you can trust and all of a sudden you can't trust them, you know, uh, that, that's a weird, uh, a weird kind of uh, situation. Yeah. It, when you, especially in a film, as a viewer, you watch a film and someone's their buddies there or whatever, but, and that's a point of comfort in a, in a uh, disturbing film. And then when that's taken away, that's when they get Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, when you're all you're all alone all of a sudden. So you got any other like one of your favorite horror movies well, or horror mo stuck with you? Or just, I can uh, I'll bust out a couple you that you that you sure. didn't mention. You mentioned a lot of really good ones. Uh a couple that kind of mind out where I thought were quite scary. Uh the original Phantasm. I thought was oh. I think it had Angus was it Angus Grimm or that guy old guy's name was. <laughs> He's that guy's double creepy. The guy that played the, the tall thin man of that Brandon Mortuary. Right. And with the, his creepy silver ball of death at that mortuary. Plus I like the wacky aspects of the heroes of those of the first couple of those. Uh, so I would throw that in the mix. By the way, that guy's one of the all-time scary, creepy guys. He just passed away a few years ago, and he was yeah. He, but he milked that to the nines. He, I saw him on, in TV commercials and music videos, and he was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He was always you great. know I I remember uh, I spent the night at a, a friend's house one night, and we were flipping channels, and and we watched part of the original Phantasm, and I was like, huh, I don't I don't understand what's happening, and then. Like, I was somewhere else, and I saw a little bit of it, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. And then finally, I rented the movie. I watched the whole movie, and I went, I still don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't, it didn't make it any, made no more sense. And I do, I think I remember thinking that I maybe enjoyed Phantasm 2 yeah. more than the first one. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people think that way. And I, I, they're sort of interchangeable to me, but I like I like them mm. both. Um, yeah, another one I want to bring. one long movie, yeah. Yeah. I want to also, we we just briefly touched on this one, but I got to mention Reanimator, Jeffrey Cohn, mm. great flick, creepy, weird, strange film, basically HP Lovecraft. I thought that was a real fun movie. It didn't take itself too seriously, but it was still mm -hmm. a, a fun, kind of a disturbing. It was also a high school favorite back in the day when that stuff was uh, going mm -hmm. on. Um, well, you know, there was a, it's funny that you mentioned that. I just want to say, because, you know, there were so many of these movies, like when you were young, you know, in your high school or middle school, like, uh, you know, we weren't 
like when you were 13, 14, you weren't going to the movies and watching reanimate, or at least I wasn't, you no. know, but then you would go to someone's house and they'd be like, Hey man, have you seen this or late night TV? It would be. A, and so that you kind of had this networking that happened, you know, where someone would say, Hey, you got to watch, uh, you know, chopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> or faces of death. Oh, I saw you someone's know, house. Or, you know. that, faces of death. I hated those movies, but I watched every yeah. one of them. They were all mm -hmm. phony, baloney garbage, but it was just something that mm -hmm. you, that was a rite of passage at, a, at your slumber party. You're going to watch yeah. uh, face, The Faces of Death Bones. Another movie, and this one didn't get a lot of play, but again, it's another one that, like, in the old days, no one knew what I was talking about, but now some people have seen it by now, which I thought was kind of a creepy, gothic horror film was called The Company of Wolves. Did you ever see this one, uh, Flack? I've not, I've not seen this one. This is a, it's an odd film that sort of jumps between times and uh, it's got a very dreamy atmosphere. Uh, but, I mean, it's a werewolf tale that, in, in, among other things, in, in a, with a small village in the woods. But what it, what it really is, it's a weird dreamlike film that is basically uh, showing the f final throes of a young girl becoming a woman. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean, it's like, there's this is sort of like a metaphor or something, but it's it's real good. It's got uh, Angela Lansbury's in it and a cast that you probably haven't oh. heard of, aside yeah. from her. But it had, it, had a, it had a real ethereal quality to it. Uh, and you get... Like wolves are scary, okay, and a pack of wolves are scary, <laughs> and a pack of wolves coming at you in the dark with some fog on it. It's double scary, uh, and then yeah. the, the werewolf parts this are good too. There's some, also some, uh, there's also some uh, transformation stuff in this. This is one if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I would check it out. I think I think anyone that's into sort of that more gothic horror would enjoy it. Um, I'm going to mention this one because I didn't, it didn't really scare me, but I, I thought that the premise stuck with me because I thought it was so clever, which was, it's fairly recent. It's called Final Destination. Uh, I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, that. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, where sure, yeah. uh, these people were basically, they were supposed to die on a plane. They didn't die. And so basically death is screwing them through a series of wacky accidents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing that stuck with me about this film is the fact that every time that John Denver's Rocky Mountain High plays in the movie, you know someone's <laughs> going to get killed. And there's a classic scene where Famke, uh, Jansen is dancing around with that record on, and the record finishes, and you're like, whoa, she made it. She almost died about 20 ways, but she accidentally yeah. rams her booty into the record plate. It starts back up or whatever, and then you know she's toast. You know, I always thought that. But I like the concept that you didn't die when you were supposed to. So now, you're there's a series of goofy incidents that are going to kill you because you cheated death. So he's going to screw you right. in a weird way. I thought that was a, a pretty fun one there. So those are all on my list. I mean, you're right. We had a million of these things we could have went over. I skipped over a ton of these things. Maybe we'll somewhere we'll because we didn't talk about Hammer films or that. There's plenty of those in there. I yeah, you know, I, I had I had such small topics for us to cover, like you know, every Korean horror film. Yeah, <laughs> I know? was going to ask you, you know, before, but just because you mentioned it, do, yeah. do you watch many foreign horror movies? I don't mean like the UK. It's like someone mentioned The Ring earlier, which is a pretty creepy film from Japan. Did you watch many of the of the foreign horror? Um, you know, I have. Uh, I, not necessarily when I when I was younger. Um, when, well, when I got my first apartment, 
I live next door to uh, this place called uh, Kaleidoscope Rental. It was a like a mom and pop uh, video rental place, and uh, of course I was you know broke as dirt, you know, and um, uh, but but they would always have um, deals. Uh, you could rent uh, VHS movies, and you could rent Nintendo games. And uh, so, and it was literally next door to the apartment. So uh, we'd walk over there and we would go rent stuff like that. In fact, um, uh, I, I think I've told this story on a, a podcast, but uh, when that place closed down, they put up a sign outside that said, uh, permanently closing, uh, all the movies uh, are, are up for sale. And I stopped by there and I said, how much are the movies? And they said, they're $10 each. And I go, oh, well, uh, well, enjoy your sale, you know? And I went back, like a, about a week later, to see if there was anything left, you know. And they said um, uh, movies were a dollar, and I said I will take the horror section and the kung fu or ninja section. And they go, well, what movies? I go, a whole thing. <laughs> you know, whatever's left. So I think I spent about two hundred dollars. <laughs> And they boxed it up, but I had like, you know, a couple hundred uh, of horror movies and stuff. You still uh, have that and stuff? So, uh, I got rid of a lot of them over the years, you know, and, and then of course uh, replaced them. Like, like I didn't save the VHS because then I would get it on DVD. So then I would go, oh, you know, uh, don't need the VHS anymore. I, I wish that I still had uh, uh, some of those. But anyway, at some point uh, we're gonna have to get have a long in depth discussion on some of these horror films from across the pond uh, we could do a whole yeah. show on that you know, and and uh, uh, because there were there's yeah. some good stuff but you have to kind of be picky i guess to be the best way yeah. to put it yeah I, I did end up you know like i got some some uh, uh a, a few foreign stuff and that was kind of what got me into it you know um uh, korean stuff is there's a lot of like korean they do a lot of like uh like spirits coming back it's a lot of spirits it's a lot of ghost kind of stuff there you know there's a lot of korean stuff like that and then the uh I, i'll tell you this like i when when uh when i was first getting on the internet and then I, and all of a sudden like you know maybe like 99 or 2000 when you could start like downloading movies and stuff uh and i got some japanese horror stuff and it was some of the worst most disgusting stuff yeah. that i had ever seen in my life like really really yeah I... violent gory horror japanese i was like they seem like such nice people no i, I i'm with you <laughs> I, i'm absolutely with you on that stuff uh I, yeah I, I can get on a lot better with the uh with the british uh the british stuff for example um, yeah you know, we have. Oh, and then there's Italian, the Italian oh, yeah. stuff, which uh, well, I mean, it's really kind of a trifecta. I but I would say Argenta, Fulci, Suspiria. Suspiria is what I was thinking of. We had really, yeah. we you 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 vaguely mentioned, but which is be a good way to finish us off tonight because we didn't get into it too mm -hmm. much since it is Friday Thirteenth, and we didn't really go into our favorite series that much. Uh, did you have a favorite of the Friday Thirteenth films, if any? For that matter, and uh, uh, oh. and did you have some that you thought we would gouge your own eyes out because of that came out? Um, for Friday the Thirteenth specifically, yeah, or any of the any of the Friday Thirteenth movies. Yeah, um, I would say well, I, the the first one's great, um, but of course, you know, Friday the Thirteenth is like one of those misunderstood uh, franchise. I mean, 
it's not like big secrets, but of course, you know, like in the first one, Jason's not even the killer. Jason's mom's the killer. And then in the second movie is the one where Jason has the uh, sack over his head. <laughs> you know, he doesn't get his, he looks like his hockey mask. Yeah. yeah, he gets the hockey mask in the third one. Uh, so the third one is good, but then of course the third one is the uh, 3D. So you got like that scene with the pitchfork where he's like, you know, doing that. Kind I kind of stuff. I think the third one might. It's probably my favorite of the first three. I didn't think the. I mean, the first one, I people love it. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I, it probably because I saw it after I'd seen the other ones. It's a lot like the Halloween. It's like, where's the guy? Where's the guy? We wasn't in this one, you know. Right. The guy. Right. Um, I think uh, is uh, Friday the 13th 4 I think is the one where he's up against the girl with the psychic powers and uh, like she uh, I don't know they start running together not the one with uh, yeah I think that's 4 where he's like they put him at the bottom of the lake tied him to the thing and then uh, her dad drowns and she tries to resurrect the dad but she resurrects him and then it's at the end of it it's him versus the girl with the psychic powers that's a really good one and uh, i think that's the first one i actually saw in a theater like i'd seen the other ones on vhs or whatever but that was the first one where we went and i was like okay this is kind of a fun thing uh i think universally the um uh you know was it eight where uh, uh jason takes manhattan oh, uh, what a that down. that one's really really bad that premise uh, had feet it, i read i saw a thing where they basically was a money thing and they were you know that that series is not exactly the most well uh managed you know but i thought mm-hmm. man jason takes manhattan this is gonna be i actually was excited about that and jason took a boat a long boat ride in that movie <laughs> yeah you know he did not There's take that man, although there was the, and they, the funny thing is they always showed in the trailers like him smashing that guy's beatbox or pounding that guy on that rooftop. That was, and you're like, oh yeah, this is yeah. gonna be great. He's gonna be taking on gang members and stuff. Now, as a ripoff. Yeah, no. Um, I, you know, I sort of like, even though it wasn't really, uh, I mean, it was a stupid movie, but uh, the, I think Jason X, the one where he was in outer space. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it, it's that's a goofy movie. It's yeah. a dumb idea. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, it's basically it's, it's alien. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was like where they had this huge budget. You know what I mean? There's that scene where um, uh, he takes the girl's head and puts it in the liquid nitrogen yes. and then smash, and smashes it a million pieces. Scene. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just couldn't believe that. Oh, I, I think uh, I think you're showing either five or six with yeah. little. Uh, that's a little. Uh, this is Tommy Jarvis. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's Corey Feldman. Yeah, this is the one where they decide uh, against their anyone's better judgment to resurrect to pull him out and they put the stick in him and he gets shot by lightning, I believe is the way it goes down. Yeah. And he's back. There's always some you know it's the same thing with those Nightmare on Elm Street movies where especially if you watch them back to back to back, like they always end with a way and they're like, the only way to kill Freddy forever is to do this. You know, you gotta uh, you gotta get his bones, and you gotta bury it in a hallowed place, and put holy water. And you go, okay. And then the next movie, I mean, when there was the one where the dog, like, just peed fire on him, and he goes, "Oh, there he goes, he's back." Like, <laughs> no matter what you do in the movie, there's always the next one where they just come back, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, um, you know, Friday the Thirteenth, and then I will say one of the ones that had the. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, Jason takes Manhattan, but one of the ones that just had s- uh, such 
potential that never had. I mean, that was terrible. Was um, the Freddy versus Jason? I saw that in the theater opening night. Believe it or not, did you? I did, and I was uh, disappointed. I was extremely disappointed in that. I think everyone was. I don't think a lot of people were down you know, with that. I think that's. Uh, I, I'm guessing 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. And I remember watching it, and they were like, first of all, they go. There was a guy that killed people here, and they go, "Oh, you know." And I'm like, you know, there was there's a house in my neighborhood where a high school kid um, hung himself in the '70s. Everybody knows where that house is. <laughs> and so, I mean, if they, if you lived on a street where there were multiple child murders over and over, you would know that about your neighborhood. And they're always surprised. They're always like. What? There was a murder on our street? I'm telling you, you would know that. And then in that movie, they're like, we've got to go research this. And they go to the library and they get it on microfish <laughs> in 2003. I love that scene. And they're like doing microfish. And I'm like, oh boy, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I remember, not only was I, I was actually, uh, I worked at a theater when one of the, the big Freddy movies came out. And it was uh -huh. the same for this one. Like, there was a... He had a real draw. Like, he, the opening nights were always real huge for the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Where Jason's mm -hmm. a hit or miss, I think. Freddy was pretty popular. Probably because he was had a lot more personality, you know. Uh, sure. And, uh, um, but this one was a packed house for this. When, we saw, when I saw it, Freddy versus J Jason. <laughs> and it was a lot like when I went and saw the prequel movies. It's just like... Once I, after the movie was over, it wasn't like Blair Witch, for example, where everybody's like, oh, it's a buzz. <laughs> there was just people walking out. It looked like Night of the Living Dead and came, just, with their heads held down, you know, just dropping their popcorn where they sat. They were like, they just walked away. They'd been robbed of their money. You know, it was a real bummer. But I mean, hey, that's what happened. You know, there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that ruined that film, I think, but it was ruined. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. The um, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, uh, the whole series, I mean, in general, I would say uh, the first one was scary. The first one it was a scary movie. And yeah. then the second one was kind of weird, you know. And then the third one, I mean, I don't know what people think about it. The third one, I mean, it's not the scariest, but if I had to sit down and watch one, like if I just had to randomly pick one, it's always going to be the third one. The third one is my favorite one, the Dream Warriors, you know, yeah, and, and you like get all the kids that get their powers. I just love that movie, got that and then um, song. What was it? who did the theme? Well, that? Yeah. Was that Dawkins. <laughs> Rockin' with Dawkins. Have you rented the the uh, on the movie? Uh, it shows the movie, and then the end credits, and then you get the whole video uh, oh. for uh, Dream Warriors. <laughs> oh, man, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, that was that was like my favorite one, and then uh, like I said, they just they kept start turning. Uh, Freddie more and more into like a stand-up comedian. Like there was a one where he was like he was a chef. You know, he'd be like, "No, you're cooking with me," or what? And like every time, <laughs> it just kept getting dumber and dumber. You know. I remember um, the new nightmare was just horrible. That was that was real bad. Wes Craven's that new was nightmare. Not good. Yeah, they dropped the ball in that. That was the end of that. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, they he went out with a whimper. I don't and I don't know if they ever brought him back. I don't know if they have or not. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they did the yeah the the Nightmare on Elm Street the remake, and um, I didn't see that. Was it any good? You know what? It was okay, um, but the uh, 
I'm going to draw a blank on his name. But uh, you remember uh, Bad News Bears, the original Bad News Bears? Sure. I love that movie. Yeah. And Walter Matthau. Yeah. And then there was the one kid, the, 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 the older guy that was always on the motorcycle. I mean, older, the older teen. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was on the motorcycle or whatever. That kid, J- Jackie Hale Early, I think is his name. Uh, that's who plays Freddy. <laughs> and I, I mean, he does a good job, but in all the scenes where he doesn't have, like, before he's burned and stuff, I'm like, that's all I could see now. It's, it's the kid from Bad News Bears, you know? So it's a, I mean, he's a good actor, but um, he's got a recognizable face, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I well, think... We're all those big ones. I, I, I mean, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about Chucky for 30 seconds. Um, I thought Chucky... At first, I mean, I, I thought the first Chucky movie was okay, but again, the second one is my go-to one. Uh, that's the one with the the kid who survived the first one, and then he's with the other the girl. I what are they? Uh, they're um, like uh, not orphans, but you know, they're like um, uh, foster kids. They're like in the fo- and then of course, you know, every adult, every adult. They, here's what I learned from that movie: when there's a, a foster kid. Uh, and they're like, hey, there's something that's trying to kill me. Listen to that kid, or you're going to be dead. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they, every single adult they talk to in that movie, they're just like, that doll's going to get you. And then they're like, no, no. <laughs> it, would be hard. it would be hard to buy that story. Unless you're going to be killed by that doll. It's like, no, nah, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it, it's um, it's that same thing with the Children of the Corn. Like when I see the Chucky doll, I just feel like I could take a doll. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> just, I'll admit, so, I've never seen the Chucky movie. The premise was so stupid. None of them. Like, no, nah, I never saw it. Oh, yet. yeah, it, they're it, it fun. They're fun, kind of. And then there's a you know the Bride of Chucky, and then there's the Chucky TV series. Like they've really kind of milked it, you know. No kidding, um, it's a killer doll. How much? Can- when they announced that TV show, I was stunned. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you wonder where the story could go, and then they take it some places. But um, yeah, man, is it? Uh, I, I feel. And although normally I know uh, you like to take it to the house, but all we've talked about is haunted houses. Can we take it somewhere that's not haunted? <laughs> Time to take it to the, the late night Taco Bell drive-through. I think we'll be safe. All right, that's something. That's something we can do. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, all right. for popping in tonight. Uh, to hang uh, out. Uh, we, it was a slim, trim, tight three-hour session, Flack. <laughs> hey, I, we trimmed off about 40 hours no, of No, uh, we could have we, we kept going. This reminds me of our conversation yeah. the night when we weren't recording. It's very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what else uh, do you have planned for the rest of the month? You got some stuff lined up for uh, more conversations from the dark side coming up? I do. We've got two. Of course, you know, me and Flack decided just to go right for the low-hanging fruit. Uh, this year, uh, but next week I'm going to be interviewing uh, one or two actual real life ghost hunters for the sh- for the show, uh, so that should be fun. Oh. And we'll take questions and uh, if there are any comments, uh, Flack of uh, Flack, if you're able, we'll get you back in as well because uh, uh, that'll be that should be interesting. And then in two weeks, uh, right before Halloween, it's our annual ghost story extravaganza. Now. For those that are still with me and Flack here at the end, uh, normally, in fact, last year the ghost the ghost story extravaganza uh, was short because there was not a lot of Jack 
from the various folks. So if you've got anything that you think is remotely scary, please call the hotline you've seen all night uh, or send an email over to the dark side at email.com or send me something on Discord, wherever you want. Or, you know, we'll have you on the show. Whatever you want to do, get in here with your scary stories in two weeks. We'd love to have some uh, interesting material uh, from you, the listener. Uh, though, uh, Flack has had some really good stories over the, the last couple years, and uh, I've got a few people lined up, hopefully, that's got to have some good material. So that'll be in two weeks. Next week, Ghost Hunters. Uh, it'll be fun to pick their brain, I think, Flack. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I bet they uh, have, uh, hopefully people have some questions, send in your questions for the ghost hunters, and uh, we'll uh, put them on the spot and uh, find out just what they know about ghost hunting. Very good, very good. Well, um, thanks everybody for turning out. I'll go ahead and uh, take her down. We'll see you next week. Thanks again uh, from me and Flack, and sleep with one eye open, everybody. Uh, it could be a long night. Adios. <laughs>